welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast, episode 40. With us, Mr. John J. Wolf. How are you doing tonight, John? Dude, I'm doing great. It's a Friday night over here. Off work tomorrow. How you feeling, dude? It is the eve before New Year's Eve, and I am, yeah, same thing. No work. It's been nice break, mm-hmm. nice holidays, and uh, yeah, can't complain about this Friday night. Still busy, though, man. It just seems yeah. like it's been busy, busy, busy mm-hmm. with and without work. Um, good, though. Yeah. That means that means life is good. Yes, I'm up. I'm oh, up man. Can't beat that day. Right. So, OK, so what kind of fuckery do we have going on here, man? So we're going to do kind of like a little two parter, but all in one. We're going to review New Year's Eve show, which is uh, ooh, I forgot the name. Oh, Till Infinity. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a quick little preview as well as uh, for the 56 nights. And that one should be kind of quick because not much has been announced. And then after that, we will go into the fun part of the episode and we will go over our first cards that we made up. Yeah. Draft. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, hell yeah. So uh, let's see here. You said this first one is called Till Infinity. Yes. GCW's Till Infinity. Okay, so I have to ask here. uh, Looks like Broken Finley's back, man. Do you remember him? Yep. He was, Finley's son, and he's teaming with the person that we last, or that I think we last saw him against, uh, Billy Starks, when he bloodied Billy up pretty bad on that. Uh, oh, that's him. Chicago, yeah, I think it was the Chicago show where she got bloodied up pretty bad. It was against him. I'm still surprised they didn't get some pictures and put that on a shirt. Yeah, I was like, that was yeah, a fantastic when I them, look. When I saw them teaming, I was like, that's an interesting team. After the, I think the last time we saw them, so uh, that is like the most recent match announced is. Brogan Finley and Billy Starks teaming up to go against the tag team of Yokai, which is um, Janai Kai and Yoya. And Yoya. That's that's a fun little match. I'm kind of glad they were able to kind of put them in for New Year's Eve. I, I There's a lot of matches on New Year's Eve, so uh, I yeah. think some of these could be put on New Year's Day since there's not much advertised for New Year's Day. And But... I'm kind of glad they were able to find space for them because I always like the team of Yokai and it would be nice to see Billy Starks back in a GCW ring as well, especially teaming up, as we said, with the person that bloodied her up last time. So I wanted to see if they're going to play off uh-huh. of that or not. I have a feeling my, something may go down there because they could have put Finley in any match. They put him in an intergender match here. So this is really interesting. The other thing I'm noticing here, so Starks and Finley, that's one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches on the card, and it says plus more. more. Yep. <laughs> Including Nick Gage. Of course, Nick Gage comes with it. It's like that's you know, it's like Stone Cold with WWE in the 90s. You had to have them together. Um, this is a loaded card. What what did I say? Ten? Yeah. Plus ten more. matches on this man. Yeah, plus more. Who the hell knows what that's gonna be? Um, yeah. I would say uh Lucky, lucky them. That's a hell of a card on there. Okay, so let's talk about it further. Janela and Vikingo. How different and awkward and weird is that of a clash of styles? I am all for it. I'm actually surprised Janela didn't ask, ask to, uh, to be the first match in GCW against Vikingo, surprisingly. But um, I 
wonder if the I well, I don't think we have to wonder no more. I don't think that one's gonna be broadcast, unfortunately. So uh Yeah, yeah. But that is that seems like one of these matches that I hope Janelle is able to drag 15, 20 minutes out of not drag it out, but like after the Blake Christian match was only nine minutes. I'm interested to see how long Vikingo goes in his second match here in GCW. Um and Joey Janela always has his 20-minute classics normally. So uh Yeah. Thank God they're creative and entertaining. If yeah. you're going to chew up that much time, at least it's enjo- you know, enjoyable and entertaining. And I wonder how uh, Kingo's going to do his crazy spots too with Joey because it's kind of like a kind of a clash of styles. That's what I'm saying. But, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, w- I want to see Vikingo in a kind of a Joey Janela style match instead of a more luchador style. So I'm actually kind of interested. Unfortunately, we won't be able to see how it looks unless we find it on YouTube. Somebody puts it up there like oh somebody will yeah thank you family somebody in the family put some uh video out there for us you had some pictures too yeah i took i only took two minutes i I was actually watching it last night uh i I only took videos for the first two minutes because then that's when like the video started like chopping it looked like on my end when it was recording Uh but once we watched it back it was smooth and fine so i kind of got scared like my battery was about to die too and i was in california so i still needed directions to the hotel so i kind of stopped the recording <laughs> match i was going to record the whole match as well and send it to you obviously i wasn't going to post it on youtube i was too scared to do that but i was going to send it right. to you uh and show you so you can see the match but i got the first 2 minutes if you want that but <laughs> right i want to see yeah i was lucky there was a fan cam i think i found it on youtube or somewhere and i got to see the entire what was it eight and a half nine minutes yeah it was close to nine minutes yeah. from yeah from my watch i was looking at but i want to see vikingo kind of be stretched out 20 minutes and see him do a more joy janela <laughs> kind of match instead of joey doing vikingo stuff i want to see what viking how creative vikingo gets with joey janela that's like two creative minds. Like Janela will come up oh, with yeah. spots. Oh, yeah. Vikingo will come up with the move. And I'd be remiss to say right now, did you see the latest Vikingo uh, antics that he did just the other night? I think it was yesterday. Uh, the move he did no. to Dito and AAA. Triple was that that backflip where he caught like, yeah. It was an imploding. I did. It was from the corner. Yeah. Imploding like frankenstein reverse frankenstein it was crazy yeah yeah i'd have to actually look at it again to try to dissect how what to call it but my god it was different yeah different's the only way i could put it so two things i want to say here number one i think joey janelle is going to be doing a lot of catching in this match i have a feeling Vikingo oh, yeah. go everywhere and then number two my question here is how creative is this really going to get because well, okay, let's be honest, though. Here's how this works. There are only nine matches on this card because that 10th one's not going to be shown. So for us at home on Fight Plus, we're going to see an average three-hour, a little bit over three-hour show. And uh, we're going to miss out on this one. But, yeah, hopefully someone will have video out there. Vikingo is fantastic. I think it was necessary in Janela's mind to wrestle him once. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, want to see like Janela's. This will be crea- different. Yeah, Janela's creativity with coming up with the spots, then Vikingo pulling off the crazy creative moves that he does to perform the spots. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun clash of styles, hopefully. And like you said, hopefully they'll uh, release footage of it at some point, either on Fight TV so then- or YouTube. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Two Cold Scorpio. That's an interesting matchup, too. I think that one's going to be the main event. I think that kind of has to be the main event to go into New Year's. That's going to be a fun one. I want to see if on okay. that match, I Let's want to see, see if Scorpio, who's going to dictate the pace. Cause like we know Scorpio could do matches, but like Scorpio dictates. Yeah. I think Scorp- like, he's going to have we to have slow to go down to. 
yeah speedball has to go only as fast as scorpio's car can go so i have a feeling here this will be a situation where scorpio is going to probably dictate the pace of the match and i think what's going on here is that if this was a meal scorpio's picking the main dish and then he lets speedball pick the remainder and then they agree upon the ending yeah i can't wait to see so. speedball's facial reactions too because like the last quote-unquote slower matchup but not saying that scorpio is going to be slow it's just not going to be a normal speedball go 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 match but the one match I always go to with like the slower pace is Suzuki and the facial reactions that Bailey had during the Suzuki match was awesome. And I, I like to see that development of the character other than just the in-ring. We always see the in-ring. I kind of like seeing Bailey do more facial reactions and do more stuff to get the crowd. I, that night it was kind of get the crowd behind him at first. And then he realized, nope, I'm not going to be able to get over Suzuki. So uh, I got to get dirty here and stuff. So that I think is going to be probably the one of the funnest matches of the night. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, I can see where that one's towards the top of the card. And I have a feeling this one could possibly be at the top of the card next. John Wayne Murdoch versus Sawyer Wreck. Wow. That's okay, who wants right. to talk first on this one? Because Go ahead. that's going to be a blood fest. I'm, I'm expecting blood to be shed. I expect there to be a lot of weapons. And... Um, Murdoch's going to take her to town. I have a feeling this is another one of those matches where Sawyer's proving herself and Murdoch's more than happy to uh, go out there and try her out and make sure that uh, she's capable of being one of the boys, quote unquote, uh, you know. Yeah. So, and yeah. I wonder what they're going to do, too, because we haven't seen John Wayne Murdoch since he lost to Effie after he mm -hmm. won TOS, too. So I wonder if they're going to do some sort of. Maybe after the match, John Wayne Murdoch calls out FP and like, hey, that was a fluke. I want a rematch here. Like, I don't know. I kind of wonder what if there is going to be anything that came from that win or if it just happened to be a fluke win. But the way it all happened, I thought there was the kind of lead up to a better story. But FP's already in another match this night and in another story already with uh, Charles yeah, Mason. Yeah. So, but I think for Sawyer Wreck, yeah, this is going to be one of those ones where it's I think at this point it's like, hey, this you've kind of started from. Not the bottom, but like you started down with our deathmatch people. And now you're at the top of the line right here with John Wayne Murdoch. And I, I think Sawyer's going to be able to hold her on here. I, I'm absolutely expecting a bloodbath as well. And I just wonder how much. Uh, oh, yeah. How much John Wayne Murdoch's going to bleed <laughs> compared to Sawyer. Like, who's going to bleed the most? I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one. As long as he's not drinking any more blood. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh... On to the next one there. We've got Maki Ito versus Ali Catch. Now, has this match happened before or no? I thought it happened on a I thought JCW so too. show, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say it happened at JCW, but... No, it's fine. Um, yeah, Maki Ito versus Ali Catch is, I think, going to be one of these fun matches as well. Yeah, this isn't going to be a technical match. This is going to be an entertaining match. We're going to be smiling at the end of it and all throughout. That's... That's what that's going to be. Yeah. And I, anytime, obviously we kind of, even when we talked about during the draft, anytime we could get Maki Ito out to do a, a match out here in GCW, it's going to be entertaining. And I'm super glad they're still bringing her out here quite often as they are, because she could easily stay, uh, stay uh, back in Japan and make her money and have fun there. But I, Anytime we get to see Makito over here, I want to see her do another song to see how well her English has improved or not. 
<laughs> I do not see. I still say uh, Ali Catch though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I still say though that when she was singing at Cardona's wedding, like that was a special moment to me. I felt that was really special and a unique moment too. So if we would only happy. be lucky, if we would only be lucky to hear Maki sing to us again. Yes. <laughs> and this match with uh, Ali Catch, I, 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 it's going to be an entertaining match. I. I'm kind of hoping more entertaining than in-ring work in this one. I kind of mm-hmm. would rather them see them have fun with this match and just kind of do a bunch of fun spots instead of a uh, uh, technical match. I would I want to see entertainment in this one. Okay, so speaking of maybe a little further up the card, our next one here, Blake Christian versus Effie. Talk to me. What do you think? What's your initial? I don't know. Like It just seems like this was is a match where... It's just a match to put together. I don't know why, like, because Effie has, as we said, he had the thing going with John Wayne Murdoch. He had the thing going with Charles Mason. And then now not going anywhere, just going into a regular match with Blake Christian. So I I don't know what to expect from this. Maybe Charles Mason interrupts this match. Uh, uh-huh. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe Blake works with Charles Mason and Pero. I don't know. I don't know. That'd maybe. Kind of interesting to see if they would uh kind of t- go ahead with the Blake Christian turn again and this is another blake christians back in ac too i'm kind of interested to see how the fans are going to react and i think uh after the last time though they kind of got better so i, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah i think it was it was just a weird little wave i think when it comes to the booing thing but i remember we had to talk about it for about six seven episodes just mm-hmm. because it was so just so prevalent throughout the matches sometimes you'd even hear it yeah so i don't know that one just seems like it's just a match to put in not uh, with really yeah. any purpose yeah. or anything so i think it'll be an interesting match i don't think it's going to be a blake style match i think it's going to be a lot of effie style match i think mason's interfering yeah now that I'm it seems to be about, it seems to be the, the kind of no and um it's i don't think he's on the next day's card either so there is a possibility there he might be he might be involved in some fashion okay so i think this also should be higher up the card but i would not be surprised with the way Deppin is sometimes placed if this one is the second or third match possibly of uh well i don't see a scramble this could be an opener tony Deppin versus leon slater wow that's the match we asked for right when we first saw Leon and Tony that day in that scramble. We said that's his, correct. His match needs to he needs to go against Tony Depp and to show what he's really going to do in the GCW ring. And we the, the next night we could give a spoiler for the next night is Leon versus Nick Wayne, which is another one we said they needed to do out in the UK. So them having Leon Slater over here and them taking advantage of it and putting him in these two matches, I think is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see the AC crowd react to Slater. I think it's going to be fun. And I think Teppin's going to absolutely get the best out of Leon Slater. And I think Leon Slater's going to step up. This might be one of his like way to end 2022 and head into 23 with a lot of momentum, especially with the AC crowd behind him, because I don't see how this one could be a non-entertaining match. This one's going to be fun. Yeah, and then they're giving Slater a punching bag like Deppin. So what we're looking at here is a coming out party for Slater. I have a feeling that's what we're setting up for. Yep. Um, I hope we got him at a good price, and I hope we see Slater for a good long time over here because, boy, is he entertaining. And again, so damn young and so much potential that we might as well watch him now because I predict uh, he will be going elsewhere eventually at some point. He's just fantastic. Yeah, I think he's going to get the same rub that Commander got. Once Commander finally had his one-on-one match with Tony Deppin, 
We, yeah. saw, we got to see how kind of good Commander was on the ground game. He had a lot of fun transitions and reversals that like we don't see quite often. And I think they're pretty innovative, especially going against Tony Deppin and how well he is on the ground. I kind of hope uh, Leon kind of has a similar outcome that Commander had. And this is going to elevate him more as a singles competitor instead of being regulated to scramble matches. And with the way Deppin tells stories, I'm really hoping that this is a 12, 14 minute match, you know, somewhere where it has some time to breathe, because I have a feeling between these two, there's going to be a fantastic story told. Yeah. And I guess to Tony, like Tony had the same thoughts we did when we first saw Leon. Like he said, I asked for this match. I put my neck on the line for you, kid. So here we go. I remember he tweeted out something when this match, like to that effect, when this match was announced. So, uh, yeah, Tony's going to, you know, do everything he can to make sure Leon looks as great as he can be. And that's the beauty of Tony Deppin. <laughs> that's why he's our lovable asshole that <laughs> even when he's an asshole, he'll still make everyone else look good. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to this match. I'm also looking forward to just where Deppin's storyline is going to go from here forward, because the one with Nick Gage is now done and he's back in his position now where he's gatekeeping GCW from some of these younger cats. So honestly, I have to say that this is a great spot for him. And that's why he's, you know, flourished in that spot now for, you know, a year, two years now. So uh, Slater, boy, 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 I hope we see him in L.A. Oh my God! Yeah, that'd be. Uh huh. Gonna lose my shit if yeah. we see him in LA. Yes, that, I do. I'll be like Leon versus Commander too. That's another one of these matches, dude. I want to go meet Commander. That's another one where I want to go see him face to face and be like, "Bro, we we love you so much. We're so thankful that you come out to do this because he's fantastic." Yeah. Next matchup of the evening is another fun one, I think, and I'm really glad I see a lot of people kind of echoing the same statement here that I have. Is Willie Mack making his GCW AC? If uh, I think it's a debut, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but uh, a lot of the people are excited to see Willie Mack and AC going against Star mm-hmm. Boy Charlie. And yeah, that one has not. I I don't. I can't even call the sleeper because I think a lot of people. It's I it has a potential to kind of steal the night. I think there's a way if Willie Mack could get the same reaction he gets in LA. In AC, uh huh. I yeah, I this is going to be great. I'm excited. That's this is another match I'm really excited for, just because it is another step up for Starboy too to kind of see what he's going to do if he's going to, especially in this match, is Willie Mac going to get cheered where Starboy is the the heel, or is Willie Mac going to uh-huh. get booed and Starboy gets the crowd behind him? I I think there's a lot of possibilities in this match, and this is just like not even how got. Like, great, it's going to be in-ring action. I I think they could do a lot of fun stuff with these two that night, and I'm very much looking forward to this one tomorrow night. Yeah, deep down, I think what's going on is Willie's going to go out there, work Starboy hard. Starboy's going to go over and look good. Um, Another way to put this, just to be creative, would be Willie comes out, gets a great pop. Starboy comes out, gets a great pop. Starboy fucks him over halfway through the match, and we now have an evil Starboy. I know that's going out there, but it's possible. I would like to see Starboy kind of work a heel in this kind of match, but I think it's going to depend on the reaction that Willie gets to. I, I, I don't know. Like I, the two shows I've seen Willie Mack in in LA, other than Nick Gage, yeah, he's yeah. had the loudest reaction by far. The first night he did with the speedball, that was like the best match of the night. And that no one wanted that match to end. Um, his match Midwest against- loves him. Yeah, the Midwest loves him. Where wrestling revolver when he comes out, they love him over there. Oh yeah, forgot about this. Yeah, I have a feeling East Coast is just going to be as much love as the West. 
Yeah, I'm very much excited for it. I we I wonder if Starboy's gonna come out in the overalls again with the the different music. Is he kind of gonna go back to the long pants and Starboy Char uh, Starboy colors, or do we see kind of like the Graveheart version of Starboy? Do we see Starman or something like we said? We kind of always we want to see a little bit variation, a change in the Possible. character, and I think that would be a kind of a good night to start off the new year going into creating a new character i'm not gonna lie i want star man i think if nothing works for him he needs to just take a deep breath he needs to order that pink jumpsuit and he needs to just go for it it just it would be entertaining as shit and i hope he does maybe bring that out at one time because uh people would pop hard if we saw star man come out holy shit i want to say star boy i'm looking this up as i talk it out but i want to say last year on new year's Starboy Charlie had a match, I believe, with Nick Wayne to kind of open the night off. And like it was like the two young cats going at it. And it was I it was incredible. I, I'm looking it up right now. I can't remember, but I, I think this has like one of those possibilities where it could be a show stealer and start. Yeah. It could be the first match of the night, I think, too, and be right there. And, yes. Yeah. No, I guess it wasn't New Year's, but uh they had a match in AC, I remember that was kind of crazy. So yeah, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to see Willie Mack at the showboat. Okay, so our curveball. Los Macisos, your number one uh, pick from last week versus the team of Masha and Akira. I, oh, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a screwball because I don't know what the, I don't know what to predict here. I, I could see Los Macisos obviously going over and winning here, but the, the approach to this match is going to be very interesting. It's going to get bloody, I, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a Yeah, match. yeah. It's funny, I think, on the, la- well, on the last episode we reviewed, I remember, I think, like, we were asking, like, where's Akira been? I haven't seen Akira Isn't in a that while. funny? And then, boom, he's on this match. And like you said, it, like, it is a weird, like, they just get the title. They get a tag title match like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun and entertaining and pretty violent, but... I just don't know. I I don't know. I don't like Akira and Masha getting a tag title match for no reason. I don't know. I just like to have a storyline and just, not story, but a reason of why they get the next shot at Los Macisos. But Los Macisos defending it almost at every show against all these different tag teams, like how Team yeah, did. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, and I, I'm a big fan of Masha and Akira anyway. Because that's why, like I said, I I was when he said like, where has Akira been lately? It's been felt like a yeah. couple months and. Um, yeah, it's kind of nice to see. It's going to be fun seeing him back in GCW, back at Showboat too, because I know the Showboat crowd really loves Akira. He's gets always a good re- crowd reaction out there too. So, yeah, I really hope they don't throw us a major curveball here and have Masha and Akira win. I'm really hoping Los right, right. kind of still hold the title belts, but the way it's been kind of announced and presented just on Twitter alone, it kind of is giving me a feeling like, why are they doing like a little video package for them? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, who knows? It's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun match, I think, that's added to this New Year's Eve card. No, it's it's fantastic. And again, Los Macisos, we're pulling for you, boys. Yes. Okay, so here we go. This is the match I know you want to see here. Jordan and Wayne teaming up versus Wasted Youth. Talk to me. So, real fast, too, before I go in the match, I think they came up with the team name. I don't know for sure. I heard Jordan use it, and I kind of yeah. like it. The East East West Express or something. East West Express. 
I yeah. uh, I like that. So the East Coast Ace Jordan, the West Coast Ace Nick Wayne. I like the I like the little tag team. Interesting, huh? Tag team, yeah. And hopefully they bring out matching uh the red matching um the pants that they wore last uh, in Japan because I know Jordan just tweeted out something that or put something like Instagram or something like they need to bring these back. And I was like, I remember yep. when we were calling for like, if they're going to be a yes. tag team. We need to see them wearing the same, like matching outfits, matching clothes. I kind of like same thing could be said for wasted youth of uh, Marcus Mathers and Dylan McKay. If they're going to be tag team, I like how they have the, the name wasted youth. Cause I think that kind of fits perfectly with those two. Cause it's, it's either hit or miss with them in these matches and their moves like Dylan McKay could hit that, that uh, tumbling move that he does to the outside, like that wrecking ball move, mm-hmm. or he could crash and burn and be wasted and fall through the table like how he did at a, a yeah. <laughs> backyard show where he just went right through the table and totally missed. So I think that name kind of fits them perfectly because their sets are like, they're hit or miss. It's going to look really good or it's just going to crash and burn. And I think yeah. this, this is going to be a fun match too. Great young talent in there. Yeah, that motherfucker went through the table. It was like, yep, match over. <laughs> Just did that. Yeah, fucking tailbone is done, bro. Now, is that the one where he went off the truck? I think he did it kind of ring through the door, but he did do it off the truck as well. But I think he hit it when he hit off the truck. I can't remember back then. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is one where I think it may be close to early on the card. Number one, because Wasted Youth, their name isn't as large as, say, some of the other names on the card. But also because Jordan Wayne are, they're fresh, man. They're new. And, um, yeah, I think this is going to be an early card matchup, and I'm really looking forward to it. If we see those red and white outfits again, that'd be cool as shit. I I felt so damn, I felt vindicated when I saw exactly what I was talking about weeks ago show up, and it just... And it looks good. Yeah, it, it all looks good, man. Japan too, with the red colors and the like, the Japan red and stuff. Like, I thought that was perfect yeah. color usage. As well, and my favorite color is red, so I am biased towards that as well. Watch those motherfuckers come out in red, white, and blue for July. <laughs> possible, it's possible. They got all the little tassels and shit there. It's all colors can happen. And see, this is one where I'm thinking, like, kind of going back to Los Macisos and Masha and Akira getting a tag match. Like, okay, if you're going to have this match right here between Jordan Wayne and Wasted Youth, announce it. Hey, winner gets the ta- next tag match the next night. But then right. that's happened. And then, like, they should just say the winner of Macisos, Masha, Akira. Like, that's who is going to be going against the winner of Jordan Wayne and Wasted Youth. Instead of, like, oh, tomorrow night it's going to be Macisos against... Jordan and Nick Wayne for the tag belts. And then, oh, Macisos lost. And, oh, here's the Los Macisos against Jordan and Nick again, but not for the tag belts. Like, I just wish there was, like, more reasoning behind some of these title shots and stuff like that. And I think this would be kind of, like, one of those perfect ways to announce it, like, for the next night. Hey, winner of this match gets the winner of Macisos, Mashakira, night two on New Year's Day. And boom, now you got another tag title match. But it makes sense and it's for a reason. Wow. I think that's absolutely well said. And that's exactly what I would do if I had my, you know, if I had a gun to my head, like, hey, you know, push some creativity into this. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, man. But then they got like, Los. I think they just announced it today. Los Macisos are going against the ugly ducklings, I believe, in Charlotte. Yeah, so yeah. That's once again, 
I don't know. Yeah, you got. Uh, well, it doesn't matches, say it's a. But... It doesn't say it's a championship match, though. Uh, they no. do. They do tend to leave that off the card a lot. Yeah. And and again, if if that's announced as a championship match before you know before this match here has happened, that is a little messy. But I'm guessing that's probably. I'm hoping that's probably not the case. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think it's going to be a fun tag match, though. Like, those are just four young talents. That's going to be just go, go, go. I would like to see a more traditional, like, tag match with them. Like, actually do hot tags and stuff. But I don't know how they're going to get, if they're going to just get GCW tags where you don't have to tag in and out. But I think that's what would be a good showcase for all four talent for other promotions oh, yeah. saying, hey, look, look what we could do with tag rules and stuff like that. So that's going to be a fun match as well. So what we're looking at is GCW Till Infinity. That's going to be on New Year's Eve, Saturday, December 31st. We're looking at a start time of 8 p.m. if you're on the East Coast, 5 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. And um, this is how GCW is going to end the year. And it looks like it's going to be an exciting ending. You think that what do you think they're going to do with Nick Gage? They're going to announce like another next in line i hope okay let's be creative i hope he does his stone cold he comes out oh hell yeah toots the trombone you know does his thing cracks a beer whatever um no i'm just fucking around (laughs) what i think is he may come out and in the middle of that somebody may surprise and crack his ass from behind and be like guess what i'm your new challenger bitch yeah simple as simple as that yeah i'm trying to figure out who should be next in line for a title oh okay okay hold on now that's worth talking about for a minute here let me see if i can pull up some names okay first of all leo rush getting a uh a pick so quick was actually pretty impressive but at the same time i think gcw is just happy when leo rush can be there yeah see. i think this is the gcw roster copy here's a copy uh Da, 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 da. Has Matt Cardona had his crack yet? Mm, no. No. Okay. Yeah, that's a New Year's thing in AC. That's that would be kind of smart a way to bring Cardona back in and yeah, set up that title match. Yeah, I I'd be for that one. Of course, this is a little you know it can't be happening on the same card since he's already somewhere else. But Jordan Oliver, it's only a matter of time before he takes his crack at the throne. I was thinking when they because they announced today, uh, Jordan and Nick Wayne going against the Hate Club, uh, yeah, in Chicago, I believe. And I was my immediately thought was that might be where they start planting seeds of possibly Jordan going to the dark side and start to turn heel on both Nicks and stuff like that. I could see him kind of maybe after the end of the match getting frustrated. Nick does like a little good good luck, pal, not this time kind of thing, and that kind mm-hmm. of sets Jordan off of. Maybe, I don't know, just sort of, we always talk storyline. So I think that'd be kind of a nice way to maybe start off Nick Gage against Jordan if that's where they're going to go. You know, that's a good, I have no idea on that one. I'm just, I'm looking through the card here and I'm trying to find someone who's championship ready or at least challenger ready. And I'm having a hard time finding many that fit that spot. I mean, maybe giving Effie another shot, you know, maybe, maybe. And and listen to me carefully. If if someone out there, it wouldn't hurt to try Mance Warner. Yeah, I don't see any uh, SGC on this card either. No, so maybe there's something with that. I have SGC on my card. I was thinking maybe we'll find Joey out about that later. Out, like Joey comes out like right at the end, beats up Dick, and then that's how it. Oh, like, uh, camera cuts off then, and then that's when how they're going to get Vikingo versus Janela kind of thing. I like that idea. I can yeah, Janela's old schools. 
too. Yeah. That's that's an that's an old school match. Those two would have. It would be a good pace too. Exactly. I was about to say that's that Joey would have that pace perfectly for Nick, but. I don't think Nick needs uh, any handcuffs or anything on him right now. He just needs to be let go and do whatever he needs to do because he's on fire. It's, it's just fun seeing Nick Cage fully, not probably not fully healthy, but healthy enough to still look like he's was what he was in his prime. So let's have fun with something else when it comes to main eventers here. John Moxley is scheduled to still show up over at Wrestling Revolver. So I wonder if he's truly done with GCW. And he's only doing things with wrestling revolver or is he, uh, you know, finishing up some things that he scheduled with them earlier and, you know, he's just keeping to his schedule. I don't know, but I wanted to just mention, yeah, it's kind of weird because we're probably not seeing Moxley anymore in GCW, but he's still showing up in wrestling revolver. They don't, don't really know. get like the death matches and stuff like that. So Tony probably that could feels be a it. little bit more comfortable John working there than around GCW and the death matches and stuff possibly. That's a good point. That's a good point, man. But yeah, yeah. so that's 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 uh, that's that card. That's yep. New Year's Eve, man. Okay, so we have another one. New Year's Day, fifty. What's that one? Six called? nights. Alrighty, I lost it. So what do you think? On here. Oh, you have you lost it? Okay, uh, let me help you out here. So the big the big match of the night for me, I think, is going to be Leon versus Nick Wayne. That is. Uh, as it says, young phenoms collide as Nick Wayne takes yeah. Leon Slater at the showboat. And that I hope they give that one time to breathe, have a great match that, like I said, Nick Wayne and Starboy Charlie had there because that had that. I remember that match had the crowd rocking. I I don't know why I thought it was New Year's, but all these dates uh, go inside. But I remember it at the showboat and the showboat was just eating Nick Wayne and Starboy Charlie up. They loved it. And I think Leon here and Nick Wayne could do Pretty much the same thing, if not better. I'm not going to argue with you. This is going to be a fantastic match. This is what we were calling for. We finally get it. Thank goodness someone heard it. I don't know. We just put it into the atmosphere, and luckily, <laughs> I don't know, Brett picked it up and said, book it. Uh, Nick Gage is on this one. This, oh, man. I think between Leon Slater and Nick Wayne, it's less than 35, 36 years of uh, combined age. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy shit. And that would be someone considered close to their peak at 35. If yeah. you were just, if it was just one wrestler. Yeah. A lot so of these much, wrestlers, so like, much talent. as they get closer to 40s, when they really start hitting their prime and finding their niche and their character and stuff as well. Well, the other thing I'm thinking of is the whole thing with Wayne and Oliver is Wayne's getting ready to go into that AEW thing soon. So let's get on those matches with those two as quick as possible. We're losing daylight. Yeah, we're losing sure. daylight on Nick Wayne. And I'm going to say that too to anyone out there who's listening. And we have a lot of educated fans. Enjoy Nick Wayne while you can, because this is, yeah, the, the light's closing out on him. He will be going elsewhere. And as soon as he go there, he will be probably protected from coming back to GCW. They don't want to see him get hurt, injured, cut in any way. They don't want his face messed up. They don't want any unnecessary injuries. I... As a fan that sucks, as someone who understands a little bit about what's at risk there, I, I understand it. I understand why they would protect someone like Moxley or protect someone like Nick Wayne, because, you know, there's some huge shows out there. And if they come to GCW, it's a wonderful show, but it's just obviously not as big as the next show up. And that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get injured on a smaller show and that really messes up your TV time and your big paycheck. And um sucks for fans but i get it man yeah i'm kind of glad as you said they are doing it while they can because i think 
Yeah. There's a lot of still matches out there that I would like to see Nick Wayne have before he could go, he goes AEW and we possibly don't get those matches anymore. Uh, just give me a, give me a tag team championship run just for fun. A nice clean tag team. Just, I know, I know, but why not? I mean, shit, I've seen worse. Yeah. I've, I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen some tag teams that are real shit. It would be real cool to see someone like those two just just for one night, maybe to, maybe right before Nick Wayne is out. Just give him, you know, a small run. It's I don't know. It's feel good. Yeah, I kind of talk like I think I talked to you about it off podcast, mm-hmm. like a, a little storyline I put together, like where, hey, Nick Wayne is about to go and kind of that's when Jordan starts turning heel and like no you can't go and it's i should be my kind of my slot my time and stuff like that and i do hope they do something cool with nick as he goes into yeah. aw because yeah I, who knows if they will allow him back at gcw or not the next match of 56 nights is maki ito going against sawyer wreck going against billy starks and going against dark chic a four way match there and that has a lot of different uh ways it could go and i'm super excited to see which way it goes because maki in there with sawyer rex going to be fun uh-huh uh maki in there with billy sarks we've seen but also dark chic and sawyer wreck we saw that they had a nice fun match in LA. Billy Starks in there with Sawyer Wreck. I don't think it's going to get too violent, but Starks has shown that she's not afraid with the blood. And yeah, I don't know what to expect for this match, but I expect to be very entertained. Well, it's a four-way dream match. We'll be in heaven, my friend. <laughs> now, um, gosh, what is there to say? I'm I'm right there with you. I think with Starks and Maki being in there, it's not going to be an incredibly violent match. But with someone like Sheik in there and Sawyer, they have incredible strength. They would be able to catch a lot of things that maybe Starks or Maki could do. So this will probably be more of a wrestling match inside and outside of the ring. Uh, yeah, there's no tag in here, baby. So it's one on one on one on one. It's it's uh, there's going to be some fuckery, I hope. Yeah, just, I hope just maybe just someone opens up wreck. Just let Rec be the bleeder. She can do it. I want to see Maki Ito on Sawyer Rec's shoulders singing a song. That's what I want to see. Well, well, well. That's out there. You are in the dream match, huh? No, I never thought about that one. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say on this one. It's just uh, very surprising. I'm just now finding out about this one. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I first saw it announced, I was like, that is a... You talk about four different like styles and characters like that is four completely different ones and i'm interested to see when put together what what comes out because individually i like all four but going into a match it's going to be interesting well they're individually so different also i think that's what's going on here is you have each one of them having different uh just different attributes that they shine in. So I think that might be the other thing is, you know, they're throwing all these into the mix and they're hoping they come out with like a rocky road. Like they're hoping they just all work together. And I think they will. I think they will. It's just a matter of when it's just, we haven't tried this flavor before and why not? Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. That might be like a sleeper match of the weekend as well. Just depending on what comes out of that, that four way match. Fingers crossed. (laughs) 
The next match announced is Masha Slamovich going one-on-one with Cole Radrick. And I think either way this match goes, whether it involves fuckery from Deathmatch or not, is going to be fantastic. I think they are so similar in styles and... They both could go technical. They both could just go striking. They both could go the death matches. I, I'm looking forward to this match, too, because it's not like I said, stylistically, I don't see it being bad either way. And I would like to kind of like to see Masha kind of pick up a little surprise victory over Cole Redrick and kind of get the AC crowd chanting her name like how they did for Rena when they when Rena kind of popped the crowd and beat Alex Cologne for the the ultraviolet title i could like to see mm-hmm. masha kind of get that kind of crowd reaction behind her as well with this match against cole but it's gonna be very tough obviously going against cole radrick and ac because that's where the whole ratty daddy kind of started as well so um, yeah yeah that's gonna that's just gonna be a fun match okay so for me i'm gonna talk about this again and i haven't talked about it for a while of course we have new listeners so i'm gonna talk about cole radrick for just a second his character is actually genius because if he loses, he's going to get pity points, which part of his character is the fact that you are fighting alongside him. He's the underdog. Um, you know where he, where he comes from. You know who he is. And you just want to see him do well and succeed. So if he loses here, he's going to get all kinds of sympathy, which boosts his character. And if he wins, that's also going to boost his character. So Radrick really has a very interesting character that really i don't have another word for it but he has a really interesting gimmick there that just works so well on both sides of the ball i think masha's gonna kick the shit out of him initially and then i think he may pull off the surprise win that's what i think is gonna happen here also he's a great face i'm not against seeing heel ratty come back soon yeah he, he he can do it i'm not gonna lie he can do it he's done it before it can happen it's really like something that I don't think is going to happen because right now the ball is rolling too well on him as a face. But down the road, yeah, one little, one little, uh, one little thing here or there could really turn the crowd on him pretty quick. I think he's one of those ones where the crowd would initially just boo the shit out of him if he did something on purpose and you know he smiled about it. Oh yeah, he would have that little shit smile. It's like yeah, uh-huh. you, guys, you guys, I had you in the palm of my hand this entire time. You guys were cheering me. When I mm-hmm. deep down in here, yeah, I I like that. That'd be kind of a nice way to turn Cole as well. That, I think that's just going to be a, a fun, entertaining match. And like you said, either way, it's going to. I think both competitors are going to walk out with a positive because I think Masha kind of has the same thing. Where oh, if she wins, awesome, she pulled this uh, upset over Cole Radrick. She loses, oh, she was so close, like held her own against Cole. Yep. So it's yep. going to be a positive either way for both competitors, I believe. Yeah, that was a well done matchup. Yeah. So, so uh, this next one here, uh, Tremont versus Madman Pondo. Okay, there will be blood. <laughs> I I guarantee at the handshake somebody uh, will already be bleeding. I it's just how it is. I absolutely love it. I honestly think they should become a team, and maybe they should challenge Los Macisos just for one match, one night. The old men come out there and be like, "Hey, you think you're the veterans?" You know, maybe just kind of start to show off a little bit about how much they know versus how much those boys know. Because I'm pretty sure that Tremont and Pondo were bleeding when Macisos were probably still in high school. (laughs) 
not not in a bad way. I really mean that. If you look at the age difference, I have a feeling Los Macisos are right around what mid thirties to low forties, and Shreymon is probably forty odd, and Pondo's low fifties, uh, high forties, low. Oh, he's got to be low fifties. So I mean, yeah, these guys have been around about ten to fifteen years longer, possibly than than the others, and. Yeah, veterans could come out of the woodwork there. It's not going to be a fast-paced match, but there would be a lot of blood. I hope we get, like kind of you said, like they're both bleeding right away. Like, I want the hot start. Like, a hot start of, <laughs> of uh, MLJ still, like, announcing it. And like, oh, shit! And Pondo just already whacked Tremont with, like, light tubes or his little baseball bat with spikes on it or whatever he has. Uh, yeah, I want to see a nice, quick death match because... Like with those yeah, you two, don't need don't long wanna, with yeah, these two. Exactly. Like, I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just think like they don't need that much time to kind of tell a great no, story between no. these two. And I think they could do still do a lot of violence and still do a fun match. And I was thinking too, like while you were talking, like man, maybe Matt Tremont would be next in line for Nick Gage. That would be kind of a fun little. Oh please, with that, that would be with fantastic. With that little, with the match with Jordan and Nick Wayne, maybe they they could go somewhere with that where Tremont's not done and is still beating up Nick and Jordan. And Nick Gage like, hey, we already won, but they're like, hey, we got to send a message that Ooh, you can't mess yeah. with us. And Nick Gage steps up and no, like I train with them. They're they're good. They're they're hate club affiliated. Yeah. They're MDK. Like they're good. But Tremont's like, no, like, I don't know. I think that that tag team match in Chicago, they could do a lot of fun stuff, storylines for the GCW world title, just in that tag team match alone. Well, it's not like Tremont hasn't done some training with some of these kids, too. So Marcus Mathers is a student. Yep. So we can take Marcus Mathers and I'm trying to think of someone else off the top of my head that Tremont has as a student Dylan, and put those two together. Yeah, there you go. And it would be his students versus his students initially. And, you know, there you, you can go see. somewhere with all this, maybe even have a little H2O invasion. There's there's some fun stuff there that can happen. Yeah, so, I I'm excited yeah. to see what Tremont kind of does because he's on top of his game as well right now and doing incredible matches. I was actually just went back and watched the TOS from this year, a couple of nights ago and seeing how well he did yeah. during the whole tournament was <laughs> crazy to see. It like, makes me want to go back and watch all these other tournaments that he was in because he, I want to see him like in a younger version, like how he was wrestling back then, then kind of what I see now, not saying like what I see now is like not good, but I want to see how really good he was back then when he was still in the prime of his career. Yeah, with Tremont, um, he's doing so many fantastic things in wrestling. He's trying to make sure the future is in place. He's got that school that's training. He's constantly um, doing shows and broadcasting those across the Internet for anyone that's willing to pay for a small subscription. Uh, Madman Pondo, go look at his old stuff because he was just as bloody, just more mobile and a little quicker. You know what I mean? Like a younger guy would be. So... Tremont still has quite a few years ahead, and I honestly believe that Tremont is in my, well, I know, Tremont's in my top three of someone who should challenge Gage. I think that would be a fantastic match, and same thing, the pacing would be good. Yeah, and like that's two kings of the death matches, so I think they could definitely go that way as well, and even just to, if Tremont doesn't win, just to have that match one last time with both of them looking really, really good right now, then kind of what we saw earlier the last couple of years of how they both maybe looked because I know Tremont took that time off. So having that yeah. time off, Nick Gage, not at his full health and not being as mobile, but 
seeing what Traymond did at TOS, seeing what Nick Gage is doing now, I would like to definitely run that that back and have those two kind of go at it one last time as well. Already. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, yep. I was going to go on to these last two because yep. I had a kind of questions. Do or die scramble. Yes. I don't know what that is. I understand the word scramble and the word the and or, but I don't know do or die. Uh, so uh, this is a scramble match where whoever wins is going to enter the rumble at number 30. So they're going to have. Oh, yeah. And see, I'm also questioning, though, does that mean whoever doesn't win this match if they're not in the rumble? Because I think that would suck as well. So uh, this interesting. Here's the six competitors for the scramble match. Like I said, the winner enters at number 30 in the do or die rumble. We have Jordan Oliver. Willie Mack, Alec Price, Blake Christian, Tony Deppin, and Joey Janela. How's that oh, for a scramble? Four, four out of six of those I could see. I could I could see four out of six. I Oliver mind seeing Deppin. All like, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, four stuck out for sure that I'm just like, okay, I could see any four of those winning. I, I could see Oliver stepping up. Depp and Janella. Who was the? I wonder who the fourth one was off the top of my head. Uh, Blake Christian, uh, Blake Christian, and Alec was the Price, other. and Willie Mack. Yeah, yeah. Blake Christian was trusted to go with Vikingo one on one for the first ever match that he had with us. So I see where Blake Christian's kind of pushed a little there. <laughs> I don't. We I don't know. I thought we were. I don't done know with that. Hey, I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. There's a lot there. I think what's going on is he just needs to connect with the fans because fundamentally he's a damn good wrestler. Yes, I. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk no, to me. Tell I'm, me. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I'm thinking because, like, like as you know, I, I'm, I'm like I'm doing the watch my watch through again with GCW, and I'm I actually just got yeah. to the show where he debuted Graveheart. Oh and wow! The new music and the haircut, the awkward, fur jacket. right? Yes. Didn't awkward. So so that's the thing. Um, he is a character that he's just going to have to be authentic. I'm sorry, but there are some people, they have to be themselves. You can't put a curly wig on Stone Cold. Stone Cold is Stone fucking Cold. That's all he is. I think that's going on with Blake. I think Blake's an authentic person. He comes off as authentic. And I think people have a good grasp on who he is. And for him to be something outside of that looks phony. My best point. Yeah, like I exactly like I hate to like use it. And I don't mean it in a bad way. Exactly. Like phony was like the perfect word when I'm going back and watching this Graveheart stuff. But like we hated the Graveheart stuff, or at least I really, really did. But I just thought it was incomplete and I thought it was ill-timed given uh, basically, this Graveheart character was John Moxley light. Yep. He had the jacket, he had the attitude, so on and so forth. So I think there, there would have been another time for that. That would have been fantastic. But again, I think he just needs to be his authentic self because anytime he tries to pull away from that, it just doesn't look it doesn't look like our Blake. We that, know it. And that's what I was going to say. As soon as he dropped the gimmick. We all loved him again. Like yep, he did. Yep. He, uh, once he stopped doing the talking as well with uh, AC, like he kind of went back to his just, he's so good in the ring. Like I can't say anything bad in the ring. I just think he just needs like Alex Zane. He just needs to find what Alex Zane did. That one. Yep, just find that your thing. Him and it's going to be over for him. And it's going to be like, he is going to go through the roof and have all these other opportunities because he's so damn good in the ring. But like he just needs to find that character. Like right now, I don't want to see him in another title match because it's too soon. Like same with Tony right. Depp, and it's too soon. I'm hoping for one of these other four to kind of 
win and I, who knows that doesn't mean they're going to win the rumble but it puts them as statistically the best opportunity but that's why i'm wondering like okay so let's say blake does win are we not going to see jordan willie mack alec price janella and tony in in the scramble like or in the rumble match like that would be a lot of talent lost and a lot Big of names. fun stuff that could possibly be done if one of them were to win as well so mm-hmm. i'm wondering what this means for the rumble in itself um I'll take a four-way number one contenders, but that's, you know. Yeah, that would be another I'll fun little that. match. You could have basically went down to four people in this match. The four that I mentioned did a four-way number one contenders. And just because they haven't had a title shot in, uh, let's see. Not well, least... Deppen's the problem. He just recently yeah, had one. Deppen but outside of Deppen, you know. <laughs> yeah, I went, to, cool. I went back and I like watched that. the Deppen-Moxie match. That was where Graveheart decided to show up. Or no. Yeah, Graveheart was the night before. And I, I did, if there was a different champion, I wouldn't mind Blake winning this Rumble and stuff. If it was a more quote-unquote actual wrestler, not a deathmatch wrestler. I would be all for the possibility of Blake getting another shot. But I don't want to see him go against Gage. We saw that against Moxley. That wasn't a fun match. Like I don't I don't think it was too fun. It just stylistically does not fit Blake. Blake needs to go one-on-one with Alec Price, a Willie Mack, a Jordan, a Tony, a Joey Janela even. But I don't want to see Blake in these matches with these people that are known for death matches because it just means it's not going to be a fun matchup stylistically unless he dives in like Cole Radrick did into the death match scene. But I don't, Blake is so good. He doesn't need to do that. And I don't think he wants to do that either, especially with everything that's going on with him in AEW slash ring of honor. Now he's getting quite a few shows or appearances on there too. So um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I, I mean, I have my bias picked in Jordan to win uh-huh. and for the, the rumble, but I wouldn't mind. I think this is how they could get to Joey versus Nick Gage is having Joey win and then win the rumble as well to go against old Nick school Gage. match. Yeah, I, can, I like I like an old school GCW, like a historic kind of match where we're going back a couple years in time. I like that idea. I think it should be done, too. Speaking of going back in time, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last show. I think I did for mo- just a moment, but seeing Seeing Brett come out with the referee shirt on. I thought that was kind of cool. I think that was Run Ricky Run or NGI 2. Run Ricky Run, I think it was. I think so. And yeah, that was entertaining. If at any time maybe uh, Ref Ref Brett comes out again, I think it would be kind of nice. So uh, I popped for that, by the way. That was my first time really going back and seeing that show. And that was really impressive. So, No, go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm really excited to find out who's going to show up in this do or die rumble. And I'm going to make a prediction just for fun because we were talking about it the last show. I want to put it out there into the atmosphere. I think we're going to see early morning guys steal. This would be the show to do it. Yeah. Even if it's for come in, do your shit and get out. That's all. Yep. Perfectly fine with me too. I was going to say uh, it would be nice to see Brett kind of come out like Vince McMahon style during the end of this do or die rumble. Have uh, <laughs> No chance. <laughs> well, him coming no out chance in hell. because uh, two competitors end up hitting their feet at the same time, like Cena, Batista, and then he gets in the ring and gets all mad. <laughs> like, I would like to kind of see him kind of do it. But I know he said he doesn't want to be an on-screen character, but it'd be kind of funny seeing him saunter down to the ring all mad and throwing shit at people. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be. I, I would like to see Brett. As an on-screen character, like, 
it's apparently even as we have even like because it does make it feel more important when we kind of do see him being called out by Cardona and stuff like that by name and stuff. that is like, fun. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun and. Uh, I think his, his like reactions to everything too is always kind of makes it all more fun too with the Cardona him and yeah. him and Cardona going back and forth. It's like no, buddy, like you're not defend. Like no, I just I forgot where it was when uh, Effie beats. Brett. I think that was the Melrose Ballroom where he beat uh, Effie beat it, uh, Cardona for the internet title. But like their back and forth that they had was fun because like Brett. Got on the mic and held his own. It's like, get out of here, buddy. Like, I don't really even want you here, but you signed me to this contract. And Cardona's like, I'm here. You're going to have to deal with me or you got to pay me. I just like how they <laughs> go back and forth. But so I, then I was going to say, uh, well, no, go ahead and finish because I don't want to go too far off into the next. No, I'll go thing. to Rumble. I was going to talk about the Rumble okay. as well. I don't know. Like, yeah, we don't have any names for it. We don't. Like last year, I believe they announced like, hey, the winner's going to get the title shot for Moxley at... Hammerstein. That's what it kind of was the lead up for last year with no Hammerstein being a show announced or whatever. I don't know, like whoever wins this rumble, when can they, when are they going to have the match? Are they going to save it for collective? Are they going to build towards the collective? Cause right now, like they, as we said, Nick Gage has no title winner. So maybe we'll have a lot more answers after new year's day. And maybe they will start building the storyline that way and have a nice fun lead up to the collective. But I don't like, yeah, rumble wise. We don't know who's in, who's out. What if all five of these lose? Are they not in it? Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of question marks, which is always fun because it makes it unpredictable. And uh, that gets us talking about <laughs> predicting stuff of what we think is going to happen. Okay. So here was my interesting thought. At some point, Gage is going to lose his belt and it's going to be sad as fuck because we know that's going to be his last run. But I also have played Dungeons and Dragons a long time ago. And I know that if you want to, when your character dies, it can kind of go into a God status or like a spirit status or something like that. And then you're still able to interact and do things with the character and it has other powers. It has other. Okay. So follow me for a second. But the point was, is when, when Gage loses, I think that loss should be, uh, I think he should come out on the next show and, Hey, I lost it. I want to thank everybody. Da da da. That was my last run. And I'd like to see maybe Brett come out and say, look, uh, it's not over for you, champ. You may be done in the ring, but I need a general manager. And then let him GM the shows. When bullshit goes down, we could have him come out and go, no, 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 no. Fuck that. Get your ass back in that ring. Ring that bell. We're going until we have a finish. Boom. Things like that, I think, would be a great way to keep him on screen. He's earning his money, keeps the fans happy. Every now and then, maybe he has to throw a punch. That's it. That was my thought on how they could put him into the next. And, of course, he can still be on the microphone on commentary. I love him on commentary. Yep. That's my thought. I, yeah, that's a good one. I, would, I wouldn't I would mind seeing that happen, especially in the deathmatch division, kind of like the ultraviolet. Like, hey. Like this is my this is my fucking area here. I'm the one in charge. Like him oh, yeah. take over really the like deathmatch like scenes and tournaments and stuff like that as well. But being out there to even introduce the people or present the belts and stuff like that. As you said, like all like, of that. I he'd be a figurehead. And I'm all we still I, get I'm the same. Yep, I'm a thousand percent for that as well because the crowd will still get their pop. They still get to see him. Nick Gage still gets that adrenaline rush of get, being and getting that pop from the crowd and stuff. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely would like to see whenever that may be. Nowadays, now I don't want that Z, 
that happened for a long time because of how good Nick no, Cage no, is. No. But you told me that five months ago. I was like, yeah, let's do this right now, please. Can it happen? Because we didn't see oh, yeah. a full on gauge that we do now. So I am all for that idea and I like it. I definitely wouldn't want to see somehow, some way him still be involved in GCW on screen as a character and on the mic, whether it be while he's still wrestling or when he's not wrestling as well. Well, the height of Stone Cold's popularity was after he couldn't wrestle anymore. True. Just, yeah. And they they rode that for a year and a half or more. Just him coming out, saying some shit, you know, and he leaves. That is he true. does it once, twice, three times a night. Sometimes he comes out on the hour and that's it. That's all he needed to do is just walk out with his music. That sounds very familiar. That's just like yeah. Nick Gage. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Hey, you know, everybody, thanks for fucking coming out tonight. This is fucking GC to da 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 da. Just like he delivers and says, everybody fucking loves it. You know, Emil comes out, delivers his shit. The night goes off. That's a good no one. No bumps. No bumps taken whatsoever. I like so, it. yeah. That's, that's if I had Nick Gage in my booking, that's where I would have actually put him, was I would have booked him to lose in a couple episodes, right? And then I would have went ahead and made him a GM. That's actually what I was going to book. Well, spoiler alert, I have him on my card. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I will uh, be telling you where I have plans for Nick Gage coming up in the near future in my GCW booking. Who do you oh. think is going to be in this Rumble, though? Like, honest, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's OK. I'm going to give you a dead honest opinion. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of JCW regulars. I think we may see Big Vin, you know, some of the people like that may show up. Alec Price will probably be. Oh, That's what I was going to say, do you think they're going to be Price, in there? Yeah. Do you think yes. these, the losers yeah. of these match of this match is going to be in the Rumble? Later? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You actually caught me on a fuck up there. Uh, it's GCW. It's honestly possible. AEW, WWE, I'd say no. You know, the guy worked did his thing. But in GCW, it's very possible. We have seen wrestlers get put into other things. A match or two or three later before, I think. So I think like as punishment, yeah. they should have like, hey, whoever gets pinned, you got to come out as number one. Oh, first and one losing number one. First one after that. No, second one. Number two. Yeah. Ooh, like they ouch. Like, because you're getting a shot They're, at the last spot where, hey, as a punishment, though, whoever doesn't win, you guys are the first five out. Or I like, like that. first five I like to that come idea. out. So I would still like to. I used to love watching back in the day, like the wrestler perform on the Royal Rumble. Then later on, they showed uh-huh. up again, come out for part two that night. And like, you just never knew, like someone I thought like one person lost the intercontinental title one time and then won the Royal Rumble. And it's like, boom, there you go. Get out of one title yep. scene and boom, right to the another. And you'd f- totally forget that he took a loss earlier because of like outside interference or whatnot. And you now elevated this character, this uh, wrestler to main event status and automatic title shot. So I wonder if like someone that performs either the night before or the night or earlier in that night, if they're going to be in the matches as well, because I think to yeah. get to 30, they're going to have to <laughs> go through yeah. quite a few names. And I just hope, as you said, I hope not the majority of it's JCW. I would like to see, couple little surprises here and there and i hope so three three surprises just three to five names that we didn't expect would be nice yeah and i wondered like when they're going to be able to uh cash this opportunity in i have so my, my booking okay go for it for a win uh-huh aj gray huh 
Thank you. I don't you know, know, in my eyes, in my eyes. Okay, so first of all, he's another one that could easily have a title shot against Gage. No lie, I do feel like he needs to go back and win that belt back that he had. I think there's unfinished business there. Yeah. If if we wanted to make a story of unfinished yeah. business, a feel good story would be for him to say, you know what, I want my belt back. Whole series of promos on that shit, and then have him destroy people from the bottom of the pile all the way to the top to the championship make that a climb then the other thing i thought of with this scramble into the rumble would be let's just say someone cheats uh in the scramble to win so that guy comes out 30 right what if the rest of those guys who lost the scramble are in there and that guy who uh got cheated against actually cheats and wins the rumble that would be an interesting thought yeah Do you, i don't know if you're seeing what i'm saying or no, not no, there yeah yeah okay yeah so basically you know it's down to two people in that scramble and the one guy i don't know kicks him in the balls he falls over covers him referee one two three number 30 is now that guy now the loser's like fuck well he gets to go into the rumble also and maybe towards the end of that rumble he fucks over number 30. it would just be a nice little circular story there and it's a very small story yeah, I'm actually now super excited to see what happens with this Rumble. Because I always like, yes, like my yeah. thing with Raw Rumbles, I love the Raw Rumbles. Like, I'm here, okay, mm-hmm. here's how I nerd out. I like pull out like a tab or like my last year, it was like my, my phone. I watched it with my wife last year. We're like, I, I call it like, I write who I think is going to be number one, like who's I think is going to come out next and see how many uh, correct I got uh, in order, like literally like who came out in order and stuff like that. Like I get wow. a list of who came out and who didn't and try to predict the order of who comes out when and stuff like that as it's still happening because obviously when one person shows up, it can mess up your entire order. So I kind of make the list as we go and put it in my, put it in my phone and kind of see at the end of the rumble, how many names I predicted. Right. And stuff like that. Dude. I remember a long time ago, I uh, go down to the uh, rental store and I remember watching the first uh, WWF Royal Rumble. Holy oh. crap. On VHS. Who was number yeah, one? Yeah, man. Who? Holy on, shit. You're making me really think now. Uh, oh, no. You're I'm making me think. One. You know what? I'm not. Because I was going to say, one. I'll look it up. It was 88. It was 1988. I remember that because I was still very young. Was that Big John? Uh, let's see here. No, Big John said won the first one. Actually, so for first- you uh, history people out there. The first experimental Royal Rumble match happened at the WWF on a house show, October 4th, 87, basically a year before the Royal Rumble actually hit yeah. as its own thing at the Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri. It was a 12 man match that one man gang won after one eliminating Junkyard Dog. And then the yeah. next year, I think John Studd won the actual first Royal Rumble. But, but the- so you can remember the first by the name One Man. So the first one man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I always think I was asking that because like the, the one Royal Rumble, my first Royal Rumble memory was, and it's probably my best. Well, top top five easy. Axe and Smash coming out number one and number two in the Royal Rumble was fucking awesome. Oh, I yeah. Really wish they would bring back the little golden thing. Have them pick the numbers. Like, I wish GCW would do some shit yeah, like that. I think like a lottery. They did it kind of like a. I think I saw like. I don't know. Maybe I'm making this up. I saw like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to say because like now I'm like, don't remember if it was real or not. No, no, no. That's okay. I wish That's how memories that. are. I really wish they would do that kind of like as the night goes. It's like, hey, in between matches, 
SGC picks out this number. Oh, I like that. And have Manson Justice come out number one and number two. And like, oh, this is going to be a long night, brother. (laughs) You're telling me I'm going to have to have a few drinks and stuff. Like, that'd be kind of fun having those two come out number one and number two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is... uh... First of all, I just had to laugh. I have to admit it said 56 nights. I didn't know it said that. This is me being dumbass, and I'm going to admit to it. I thought it was SB nights. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I even turned my head to the right and left to see if maybe they just turned the word sideways. Yeah, I'm a dumbass like that. <laughs> so uh, I think this is the part where we move on to our uh, fantasy. Well, work, who do you, eh? Who's your prediction to win the Rumble? To win the Rumble? Is there is there a prize for the Rumble winner? Last year it was you got to main event Hammerstein or challenge for the GCW World Title Hammerstein. Okay, so the problem really is is that I don't have a list of anybody in it. That's why I was like, yeah. Uh well, shit. I'm now I'm trying to think about the big names that aren't on our card, and there are a lot of big names not on our card I for this night. Was one that just popped in my mind as we were going through. I was like, yeah. not on any of those cards. Hmm. Okay, uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and say I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Jordan Oliver as our winner. I know that's an awkward one. I know it's like, but if you follow everything online and on Twitter, you're gonna see that him and Gage work together all the time. So if there's a prize there for a for a maybe a shot, he's one that I think would be you know one candidate. Yeah, like I said, I think they could do a lot of cool storylines with that as well. They've purposely held off on those two having a match, too. Because, you, like you said, Deppen has had two cracks at championships. Oliver, not so much. I think Jordan had it. I know it was the Ashes to Ashes, but I want to say that was the beginning of 2021. Was his yeah. last time. And that was against Nick Gage as well. That like that was kind of the stylistic match that... Like, I think Blake, it, it wasn't good. Like, you could, and from what I gathered from watching, it was looked like Jordan didn't want to do any of the deathmatch shit. And Nick Gage was like, dude, this is what I have. Like, what do you mean you're not going to do? Like, and like, there was like, you could tell struggles at certain points that like Nick Gage wanted to do this show. And Jordan's like, fuck that. I'm not doing this kind of shit. But yeah, yeah. It could play it. Probably that's how they probably designed it. Cause Jordan's like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, this is my style match. This is my title opportunity. Like, I don't know. I, and like, that's where I just, after seeing that match, I don't want to see that again with Blake and Nick Gage. So I don't know. Like, I, I would be interested to see who would be the next okay. for Nick Gage. Good little storyline. Let's take someone we don't like, like, let's just have fun. Charles Mason. Charles Mason gets a shot at the championship. He's happy about it, but the storyline is he's deep down scared as fuck. He's going to get the shit kicked out of him. So I think within the match, starting from the beginning and moving onward, I think it would be fun that Mason is constantly trying to escape from Gage. And I think what would be nice is the last third of the match is Gage finally getting his hands on Mason. And it's just nothing but blood and brutalizing from there on out to the end of the match. I think that would be a satisfying story. That's kind of what uh, happened with this last match with Tony Deppin and Gage. It's oh, kind of lumberjack. The same way. Lumberjack. So it'll keep Mason in the ring. It'll yep. Anytime the motherfucker tries to run out, he, you know, in back, he goes. That would be it. I, I could definitely see that being a nice little matchup with, or nice storytelling they could do with Mason and Nick Gage as well, because he's kind of gone through SGC to get to him, kind of like with FEC. Yeah. I think he had a match with Mance Warner, or no, Mance came out to prevent Charles Mason 
And I thought, well, I was wondering where they were going to go with that. And I was at a JCW show too, though. Yeah. Well, I like that. uh, I like that Charles Mason is doing what he's doing. Same thing, though. I'd like to know why. Now, I know the storyline here, they're kind of holding off the why, but he's always brutalizing or fucking up with someone behind the scenes. He's always messing with someone. I want to know ultimately why I want to hear the long-term storytelling on him. I want to know what motivates him to constantly be a dick like this to people. Is there something there that we don't know? Add a layer to yourself because I think that would be really useful. I'd love to know why he's just so damn angry and why he's always attacking people. I know he's bad. I want to know why that would add that layer there. He's like the rich guy who's like, I'll take it. I'll yeah. I'll take it. I think that would be a great story. So then he should go with it. I'm beneath all of you. I come over here to prove a point. This is just fun for me. I don't need the money. That would be a great way to sell all of this. Yeah. Just the cocky asshole, ton of money. He's not even here for it. He'll do this shit for free. Deep down, he's a pussy kind of thing, you know, and then he ends up getting beat up and it's a payoff. I think he could be like a title contender too, because I know at Hog, he was their champion for a while and he oh yeah, he has the ability there, to carry yeah. the microphone easily. Yeah, so I'm for this rumble. Like I, I think they can do a lot of fun stuff. I'm just very interested of, like, with this scramble. Like, is are they out or are they not out? Kind of thing. So the nerd in me always likes to see if the timer is correct because you know it's like every minute or every two yeah. minutes. I've seen sometimes in never. some companies where it's like. 45 seconds and i've seen a minute 45 you know well that's the great yeah. thing about Joey janela's clusterfuck it's just like whenever they decide to come out yep. they come yep. out i liked it but last year they did have a timer and stuff it was pretty cool they had like the i think that sound came on to like Duh, and then it like did the slow little yes like, i loved it it was cool it was a cool little death kind of the way they did it i really liked how they did that royal rumble last year you know for for people who really appreciate Sorry, the product those little touches matter yeah yeah, they really better, do. The small little production, boom, it was so fun and entertaining. I just remember seeing the clock go down and like how bl- I think it was like blood and stuff like that. It was pretty cool how they did it. And I'm a sucker for Raw Rumble match, Rumble matches. So I'm, yep. I'm excited to see what happens here. I, I could see a lot of fun, different stories kind of going on from there. <laughs> All right, for our second half of this podcast, we are going to present the cards that we have came up with after we did our fantasy draft. Uh, we created our own little super card or our first card we're probably going to see. We might save this as a little bit for shows that like on or weeks that aren't no shows for GCW. We might yeah. uh, create another card and just kind of have fun and do a little something out there. So that way we're still posting out content for all the listeners out there that enjoy the fantasy booking and stuff like that and want something else other than just reviews. So, uh, yeah, something for us nerds. Yes. Something small. Just just to do, just to get us through, something to talk about until the next show. And the draft was super fun and putting the matches together was super fun as well. There was cussing, there was tears. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh divorce papers almost uh, filled out there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll go over that here soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since I picked first last time, did you want to do like you want to go match by match? I think it'll be better if we go. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Well, hmm. I don't know how to do it because I don't see the flow on these matches. You know what? Yeah, let's go match by match. And then we could do a you quick want- rundown like how we did last time, discussing each match in order as we did. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. 
Do you want to give us okay. the first match of your GCW Supercard? Yeah, so my GCW Supercard, it's going to be coming out of Las Vegas. It's going to be GCW Wolfston. And so here we go with the first match of the evening. I started with a scramble. So my scramble looks like this. I have ASF versus Bandito versus Ninja Mac versus Johnny Game Changer versus Man Like Darice versus my special guest, the Invisible Man. So I have, there is a, uh, a very interesting first scramble match. That's my, uh, that's my opener for my, uh, my Lucha slash. Yeah. Uh, so I got ASF bandito, Ninja Mac, uh-huh. man, like Deuce, Johnny game changer, game changer. That's who it was. And then the invisible man, Johnny game changer. I don't know. I was looking at it. I had five. Honestly, I had five and I'm like, oh, so I put the invisible man in because for me, scrambles have to have six or more. Yeah. I, when I did my scramble later on in the card here, I put in six as well for my scramble. That's good. That's a fun one. I always forget. Yeah. Bandito. That's a, that was a sneaky. Yeah. Good pick yeah. Too. I like it. That's it elevates one. the, uh, it elevates that. Well, you have Johnny game changer in there, Bandito and man like Darice. You really have a high level of talent and then you have ASF and Ninja Mac flying all over the place. And, you know, and then Invisible Man, dude, like Cena, you can't even see him, dude. He's incredible. Man, like Darice, a lot more people will know him in the next year, I feel. Oh, yeah. And they'll be sure. just as they'll be just as surprised as we are how good he is. As we talked about before we started recording, I brought up the quick tag team I saw of uh, Man, like Darice and Leon Slater teaming up against um the Rascals with Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. And I was like, wow, that is a great wow, tag yeah. team and a great tag team to go against. And I, I never thought of Derisa and Slater as a team, I think. Maybe I did like originally when we first saw them. I thought they'd be fun <laughs> together because it was like, I always kind of like the power and the the thunder and lightning kind of uh, tag teams. I like the big, mm-hmm. big old with the small high flyer. I like the... The move sets that they kind of do with that. So I definitely would like to see the man like Darice team up with the Leon Slater, but man like Darice in this scramble is good. And the invisible man, he's going to do moves we've never seen before. Oh That's my be gosh. To see. Oh man. I heard he was like commander out there that <laughs> night. Uh, uh, yeah. He was all over the place. Um, That's fun. I don't have any other invisible man scramble. jokes. I'm sorry. That's a fun. Yeah. I just, scramble. Yeah, I looked at it. I thought there was a lot of talent in there, and it just seemed like a good throw together. I had a lot of guys that were also around the same size, and it just made sense. And when I was picking, one of the things I was truly picking for was what was my scramble going to look like? And I needed to kind of I handpicked for sure Ninja Back, Bandito, ASF. They those guys matter. They really do. I could throw them in a couple different spots on the card. So. I, I definitely like it. That's for sure. I, I like that as an opening opening matchup. That is a good one. Okay, so now I'm curious, my man. What you got there? All right, I'm coming out the blocks with a GCW tag team title four-way match. I am having Los Macisos defending the belts against the East-West Express, Jordan and Nick. Going oh my god against the waves and curls uh-huh and also violence is forever holy shit and i'm just wow starting the night off with just a bunch of tag team fuckery and uh having the gcw tag team titles on as the first match to kind of set the tone for the rest of the night 
And the reason I put these four, because obviously they're all tag teams, but they all provide something different and unique in their tag teams. Like just stylistically, like Los Mestizos, we all kind of know they're the death match, but they could do a lot of other stuff. Uh, Jordan and Nick, kind of the opposite. They do all the other stuff, not the death matches. Waves mm-hmm. and curls, they could kind of have a fun match as we, I was actually just saw them with the going against SGC and uh, at the FET, the FET arena was, or FET music hall, whatever. That was a fun match to see. And violence is forever. I think they, they could do it all too. I think if they needed to get ultra violent, they could, but we just don't really see it because their violence in the ring is enough. And I think all four tag teams are just so unique and different. And I think they would have a fun little four way tag match. To start a night off right no you're right and you did choose it's like each team had something different to bring to the table in this one i really did think it was fantastic how you chose to go ahead and take waves and curls and put them in there as you know this team that's kind of a hybrid team they've been around together long enough that you know they're solid plus they're still really young and they have a lot to them yet and it's almost like you know the east west connection there that's going to be the youngest and then up to waves and curls then I would say it's a real fight. Macisos and Violence is Forever. I, Those guys kind of have that older 30s, maybe early uh, 40s vibe. That is a hard-hitting tag match I would love to see those two. I, I just want to see Violence and Forever a lot more in GCW. So that's <laughs> hey, why I took you them. Know, and that's what uh, I did with them. They're tough as fuck. I think you had a great uh, you had a great pick there. That was was that your last pick or next to last somewhere in there, right? Um, I believe they that's okay were, if you yeah, don't have it. They were my last pick, I believe. Yeah, that was a good shot, man. All right, uh, what do you say? You want me to give number two here? Yep, let's hear number two. Okay, so I just had that scramble. My number two is going to be a women's championship match. My champion, Taya Valkyrie is going to be taking on Max the Impaler. That's going to be my women's championship. So that's where I'm going to start as my women's... Yeah, I wanted to show my direction. My direction is I have a champ, and she's going up against someone who's a badass. And we've seen Taya kind of get her hands dirty and bloody when she needs to. Yes. And gets an opponent as Max the Impaler is. I think Taya would have to definitely get a... Use... Literally any and everything around her to end up picking up the victory against Max. And I, that's a good one. I like that. That's a nice stylistic match too. And the other thing was I was doing a little Walmart shopping. I was trying to do like bulk. I actually got Johnny Game Changer and Taya together. So, you know, it's like one hotel room, not as much money on me. It's coming out of pocket. <laughs> so I got to care about those things. But um, those, those two together were, were a no brainer. Again, Game Changer can go anywhere. Also, I think behind the scenes, he's a hell of a teacher. And Ty is just a fantastic champ. Anywhere she goes, she's going to get attention. She looks like a champ. She fights like a champ. She's a fucking champ. So, I mean, that's yeah, that's who she is to me. No, I I definitely like that. That was a that was a good pickup too. I did want Taya on my team, but uh, you end up picking her first, and that was one of those ones that lose my breath. There's a few of them. That was one great second match. I like it. All right, so all right, buddy. My what second match is going to be another tag team match, but a traditional two on two match, as it is the team of Mace Charles Mason and Pero going against mm-hmm. Effie who had to recruit the help of Joey Janela 
Oh, shit. Going wow. Again. So Joey and Effie going against Charles Mason and Pero and kind of playing into the whole story of Effie needs some backup here. And uh, Joey Janela is a kind of, uh, for me, I think. A fantastic. Team, yeah, yeah, with Effie, because when they both kind of get, they both can definitely go extreme. And I think they're, when they go extreme and stylistically with the tables and chairs and stuff, they would have to get creative to kind of put Pero out of action for a little bit. So that way they could finally get their hands on Charles Mason as well. So I know Joey doesn't fit into that storyline at the moment, but in my eyes, I was kind of having, finding some way to incorporate him into being backup for Effie as, uh, yeah, Effie is going alone against Mason and Pero here. So that's my second matchup more. It's kind of a storyline tag team match. Um, I think it's actually a great second person. I think it's a great partner for Effie because he is a veteran. And I think he's one of those people that would know how to handle apparel. I've seen him chop down large men before. It would take some time, but he's one of those men who has the know-how to do it. So that's why I'd have to say I really do agree. And I, I like the choice in this one. I also like the fact that you stuck with the storylines that we have today going on and you chose accordingly. So hats off to you on that one. That was pretty cool. And that's a storyline literally headed into L.A. I was hoping to see the end of it. Like I was I was done. I needed yeah, to see the end yeah. of it. But the addition of Pero and the actions that they at the UCC Center, it made me more into this uh storyline than I was because it added a different wrinkle and I'm, I'm want to see the storyline continue on and I want to see what Mason has in store with Pero and GCW. Uh, and I'm going to kind of echo what we said before I or what I said before for sure of Mason and Pero I hope to see more in GCW as a regular uh as a regular thing. Mason as long as he's not too menacing and he fucks up everything then he would be cool to have over there. It's just I don't want a kid at the uh, kindergarten who constantly just comes in the room for 30 seconds, knocks over all the drinks on the table and runs out. And that's where I inserted Joey in because this this is yeah. Joey, this is Joey's lunchroom. Kind of. This is GCW. And mm-hmm. Mason's in there causing a ruckus, thinking he owns a place. And Joey's finally done handling all, Here his comes business, daddy. all his business with everyone else. He's like, all right, now I got time to focus on you and you got to stop fucking up my GCW and stop messing with stalwarts that we have like Effie and stuff like that so i think that's how that's how i'm in my mind when i made this match i incorporated joey into this matches kind of be sick of charles mason shit of ruining matches and doing underhanded tactics and stuff like mm-hmm. that to gcw regulars and with Effie not having a tag partner in my gcw uh joey would step in in this moment to kind of help out Effie with charles mason and peril mm, team daddy Ah, that's good. Both both of them are daddies. It's yeah, team daddy. Like it. Ah. All righty, bud. Number three, match three for me. So we had the scramble, the women's championship. My third match will be a mixed tag match. Now this happened before, and I'm going to do it again. I got me a good old uh, two pack. I've got Cardona and Chelsea versus. Now this one I know is a little different for you, but Shane Mercer and Maki Ito. I put those two together. I think that Maki and uh, Chelsea could have a fantastic match in one way. And then I see Mercer and Cardona having a completely different match in another way. And um, I just thought it was different. Mercer would have to come out wearing Maki Ito's gear, I think, to have matching gear. That would be fantastic. And I think Maki has to come out in Mercer's gear. Oh. Yeah. I think. 
with the yeah. uh, not so same really, size too. Uh, same size that? too. <laughs> what's that mace that he carries around too? Oh, that uh, is that a oh, is that can... a Morning Star or is that a I forget. That's yeah. I, don't I think know. it was a Morning Star. I don't know what a morning star is, to be honest with you. I'm ignorant. Oh, you have to look that up. Yeah, I had my old Dungeons and Dragons days when I was a kid. That's like I used to laugh about a bastard sword. I was like, oh, a bastard. Sword. Ha, ha. Yeah, mace. Uh, morning star. It's not a mace, I don't think. No, it wasn't a mace. No, you're right. Sorry, yeah, this is me nerding no, out. It right. was a morning star. Yep, it was a morning star. And see, I was okay, thinking yeah. Maki could kind of turn it into like a, a microphone as well, since she always has the microphone. Mm. Have that as the microphone. That's a fun tag team. I like the Maki and Mercer tag team. It was, yeah, that was the sugar and spice right there. And I could just see Cardona's look like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is where I'm at? Mm -hmm. uh <laughs> well, I mean, storyline-wise, I would have Chelsea interfere somewhere with Maki well beforehand, yeah, yeah. you know? And then maybe Chelsea's like, you know, Matt, you need to help me. You're my husband. I hate this bitch. You start beating on her. And then Maki's like crying and da-da-da. Uh, that's it. I'm going to find someone to help me beat your ass. Yep. I like it. I need to. I need to get that. Uh -huh. Maki goes dark and like kind of like how Austin. That's what I'm saying. Is and Maki turns into the Iron Demon too. Oh, I like it. Definitely yeah, like you it. know, there's only one way to go to hell and defeat this devil, and that's with a demon. That is boom. Awesome. There you go. See, love storylines all day long. Yeah, that uh, that was my mix tag. I wanted to put something different in there. I know those are kind of hard to find and. Um, I really should have maybe put Johnny Game Changer and tie it together versus Cardona and Chelsea, but it would have been something that everybody would have seen coming. And I like the the Taya versus Max the Impaler matchup, and I didn't want to split that. And you can still and, always go to Johnny and Taya against Chelsea and Cardona. That's down the road. That's well, a good. That's a good matchup. Absolutely. Well. Yeah, and, and Chelsea and Cardona was the C's, and Mercer and Maki were the M's. That was the C's versus the M's. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. All right. On to your match number three, sir. What do you got for me? All right. Match number three. We need to get a little violent here as the ultra violent championship will be on the line as Rina Yamashita defends it against Sawyer fucking wreck. Ooh. I have. Yeah. That. I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're doing there. Get Rena title match against Sawyer. Have Sawyer kind of step up competition as well going against Rena. And I think those two as women death matches are there's other names out there, but I think Raza right now are probably doing the death match the best. Those two are right up there. And since I had them both and one's the ultra violent champion, I figure why not right away just throw them into the the fire and see what kind of ultra violence comes out of those two. And I think Rena would have a fun match with Sawyer. I think she would play mm -hmm. up a lot of her spots that she kind of does. And I think Sawyer towering over Rena kind of adds a cool, not David versus great Goliath visual thing. Yeah. But Greg, great visual of uh, having both women in there, just getting ultra violent and for the ultra violent championship. I don't know if that's been done before to women going against ultra violent. I think Rena was the first. That's woman. why I love what you did. Yeah. That's that, why I love what you did. That's what I was leaning towards was to kind of give women the spotlight in the ultra violent championship as I think that, I just think it'd be a fun match to see Rena going against Sawyer Rick. Oh dude. Yeah. That visual on that would be fantastic because she's the champ. And then from the side, you could almost see her looking up at Sawyer. It would be fantastic. Cause it would be a David Goliath kind of situation. The champs fight, you know, chopping down a tree. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. And Rena would make Sawyer look oh. pretty, uh, pretty, um, the words eluding me right now, but pretty, pretty scary. She'd fuck her up yeah, pretty she'd good. She'd be a good, very good opponent to kind of intimidate, intimidate. There we go. Uh, Sawyer would be intimidating for Rena just because of the size of her. But Rena being in there with obviously the one of the 
a lot of the best best death matches best deathmatch wrestler she's been in with GCW it wouldn't be too much of a task for her as well so I'm going to touch on this just for a minute I think it's only fair to do so but just like the Moxley situation we are not seeing the ultraviolet title as much so in that in all fairness minimum GCW fans at least should get a little news saying hey guess what your title was defended here your title was defended here maybe a couple pictures of Rena just bloody as shit holding the title in Japan just maybe every two or three shows just give me an update here's what your fighter is doing right now and then when she comes home she's gonna look like even more of a hero yeah see, the, see why yeah. I'm doing that to lead up that's all they have to returns. do guys just a screen capture of a picture of a win from somebody who took a picture with her holding the belt bloody at the end of the match. That one picture, that's all you need. Show it, put a little music montage if you have to, do a little zoom in on the picture. Guess what? That's all it takes. Next time Rena comes in, she's going to look like a hero because she's been kicking the shit out of people all across the continent over there. Yeah, and like I kind of liked what AEW did when they first introduced the All-Atlantic Championship. They kind of, even though that belt wasn't being defended right away in the States, it was being defended elsewhere. But I mean, yeah, they were obviously able to get the rights for the video footage and stuff like that. So I don't want to like speculate on all that stuff. But like you said, even like a picture, because right now I have no idea what Rena's doing over there other than when I what I see on Drew Parker's Twitter. Right. Drew Parker right. is posting well, like little updates for the fans and like, hey, Rena's out here and had this crazy match, and this this is what I'm doing with Rena out here in 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 Japan. So it's like I would like to even for GCW to take one of those pictures and post it on their thing instead of hearing it from Drew Parker. I think would be yes easy enough to kind of keep us all updated and in the loop, but also as you said, kind of going to want to see her back and defending it back in the states, and now we'll be more aware of what she's been doing with it out there in Japan. No, no, no. It just, I just think it makes sense. Uh, people were complaining about Moxley. Um, let's just measure the same way. Obviously, she's over there doing something. All I would say is just give us an update. That's all. That update just lets us know that we have an active fighting champion. That's what the fans want. That's all we need. All we need is a little 15-second, hey, just an update. Here's what's going on with your champion over there. It also lets us know that the whole, the whole thing is just active. It's going on. It's it's constantly happening. Someone else could take it at any time is kind of an interesting thing, but we wouldn't know it be it would be taken or lost if we don't have any updates on it. I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just saying follow up on all the titles. Make sure that the fans know the importance of the UB uh, the UV by explaining what's going on with it currently right now. You know, she did some shit over at Stardom. I want to know that. I just yeah. think it would be kind, of be kind of cool because until you mentioned the UV, it hasn't been on my mind for a couple of weeks. No lie. And that sucks. Yeah. And she just does. It just does. She's obviously like one of the best deathmatch wrestlers, male or female in the world at this time as yeah. well. And I think it would just be kind of cool showing, hey, she had this match defending it against Takeda. Because like, I think when Takeda was ultraviolet champion, we got a little bit more updates what he was doing with the belt out there. But also, and I'm just saying this, this is obviously speculation. I don't know. But just kind of piecing what I've heard with how Rena's treated in Japan as a wrestler and she does, doesn't even have a singles victory at all. Like only any victory she's had over there has been with a tag team and the tag partner has gotten the victory, not, not her. So maybe 
not much is going on with the belt out there because they don't possibly want, they don't want her out there to beating men like how they treat her anyway even though she's the gcw they're like hey that's not our title like we don't right. care we're not going to book you towards that title we have you out here so maybe she isn't doing nothing out there with it i don't like i don't know but it would be nice to know yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to mention it real quick because I know people were complaining about Moxley and Moxley is one of my boys. So I'm just going to say, make sure you use the same measuring stick. If we find ourselves to where we don't have a fighting UV champion for God only knows how long, then we need to have a solution. And honestly, you would keep the BSers at bay, not me, but people who complain at bay by just giving a small update. You know, uh, like I said, just a picture with her raising the belt after the, uh, her latest match. Just letting you know that she went over here and she beat this person. Also, I'm not against taking that extreme, that UV title she has, <clears throat> excuse me, and turning that into an international title, a title that specifically gets carried, you know, to, to countries where they're hubs of wrestling, like Japan, England, places right, like yeah. that, where I'll absolutely, where we can take that belt and have it travel around. And now GCW is getting international you know, a claim and whoever that title carrier is better be a tough motherfucker because they're going to be representing us. So I would love to see that. Maybe that would be the best goodwill thing out there is to take one belt and just have it as an international belt. And every now and then bring that bitch home and have a couple fights for it. Have Drew Parker come and fight for it. Have a couple others fight from overseas, which would kind of be cool is maybe have one show around maybe having a eight man tournament. And the winner gets the international belt, goes home with it, and gets to travel with it. It's an idea. Yeah. Just an idea. Yeah. It's expensive. It's an expensive idea, but it's still an idea because getting all those people in from other countries would be cool. But yeah, it would be nice to have like GCW International Incident, something like that. They call it as a show. Yeah. And they just bring in eight people. Just let them let them go to town. They've they've hosted so many wonderful international talents that it shouldn't be hard to place a couple phone calls and hopefully get some uh, some things to line up there. And I um, I was I went back. So I remember like, yeah, Takeda, I thought like Takeda did have a title change like out in Japan when he was the Drew Parker. Sorry, Drew Parker had the ultraviolet title out here and he lost it to Takeda in 2021 and i remember them promoting that shit all over twitter from gcw saying hey even though this belt is not here in the states this is what happened out there they were keeping us in the loop so there's a precedent set out there of still keeping fans in the loop it just i don't know i I agree with you i would like to see a little bit more updates on that because it it's always fun to see what our wrestlers especially our champions are doing whenever they're not here in the states uh seeing what they're doing out there representing gcw and then I'll just wrap it up again, man. For those two, that was a great choice. Rena and Sawyer, man. Fucking awesome choice for UG, UV champ there, too. And again, two women. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So my number four, this is where I have my death match. So we have a scramble, women's champ, mixed tag. Here's my death match is number four. It's going to be more or less a grudge match, too. It's going to be John Moxley versus Psycho Clown. Nice singles uh, match, hard hitting. It's... I believe that's my introduction into the hardcore for the night. That that is a great match. I like that one. That is one yeah. that's never been seen. I did, I don't think it's been seen, but I I would go out of my way to Possibly. watch that match somewhere. <laughs> Wherever that match yeah. is announced, I would go watch that match. Yeah, I I don't know if they've met up. They may have. I'm I'm not lying. They may have at some point, but they just body build size the whole nine. They know how to put on a, a oh, they know how to put on a match. 
I think they were, they're a great introduction to my death matches and, and my card goes a little harder from here on from the night. So I thought, uh, why not do it with style and why not do it with two guys who really know what the hell they're doing? Yeah, that's a fun dream match. That's one of those typical GCW dream matches that like, hey, we got these competitors. We're going to be the first one to put this match together. I, I like that one. That was a good what you got for me, bud? All right. My fourth match, I'm still keeping all the fuckery out there and still uh, keeping all the weapons out there. And it is, it is another death match. This way, this time a triple threat as Jimmy Lloyd goes against Hoodfoot and Cole Radrick in a death match. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Oh, I like that, actually. I like that a lot. Yeah. What an interesting choice, too. You did a trios. Yeah, that's where I, I was telling you, I when I first did this card, I, I hate that. I'm going to say this. I don't want to say this. is not disrespectful. I just, it's, we, I, it was kind of hard, like finding, I had this talent and, oh shit, I didn't know how to use them. So I put Cole Radrick in this match. I originally, originally had Jimmy Lloyd and Hoodfoot. And then I realized once I got my whole card, I realized there was one person I did not have on my card and it was Cole Radrick. And I thought, man, I I really like Cole Radrick in the death match setting. I think this was a good way of kind of putting Jimmy Lloyd as kind of not the past GCW uh, death match wrestler, but uh, he was kind of like the lead. He did it before Hoodfoot and then Hoodfoot as kind of like the person for now and Cole Radrick as the ultra violent death match person for the future. I kind of did the past, present or future. And that's just where I came up with. And I think all three of those in a death match would be, all the blood from Hoodfoot, all the blood from right, Cole Radrick right. and Jimmy Lloyd. What kind of crazy shit he's going to do in a death match? And I, I always prefer seeing Jimmy Lloyd and Cole Radrick in death matches now. So uh, yeah, I'm keeping them in my death match uh, ultraviolet rankings, and uh, that's a triple threat match I had. So I'm listening to what you put there. You have Lloyd, Hoodfoot, Cole. I'm actually happy you you stumbled onto a really good match, I think, there, because each one, again, has something different to offer in a different way. Yep. And I see where Lloyd and Hoodfoot would have been good, but with Cole being added, it seems like the pace of the match instantly picks up. And uh, I had to say kudos to that one, man. But yeah, you you stumbled on actually a better match by adding Cole in there. No lie. I personally, that's what I feel. Yeah, once I had Cole off, I'm like, oh, where can I put him? Where can I put him? I'm like, that would just add a nice little wrinkle to that Jimmy Lloyd and Hoodfoot. It would add a little bit more creativity that like Hoodfoot's mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't want to say generic. I don't, I, that's, that's the wrong word. He doesn't need to get creative to have a great death match. I think just his size, his look, his demeanor, and everything holding. else. Yep. Yes. Everything else. He doesn't need to do all the other flashy shit. He doesn't where, need a chair. Exactly. He is the chair. Exactly. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Cole, Cole's pretty creative when he gets in these death matches, and he's pretty uh, a daredevil with them as well. So him and Jimmy Lloyd kind of using the creativity and coming up with some crazy spots while Hoodfoot's just in there just mauling both of them, I think would just be a fun oh, yeah. visual. Well, the other thing is that Hoodfoot needs a breather. You still have Cole and Lloyd there to go at it. Yeah, And again, Cole and Lloyd could really carry most of this match and Hoodfoot comes in and just destroys the winner over and over. So I don't I know. Like but the, yeah, mean Hoodfoot. I, I don't want I don't want a smiley Hoodfoot. I want the, the I love world, mean Hoodfoot. The world owes me Hoodfoot kind of stuff. Like I want to see Hoodfoot just in there, not smiling, just being the savage that he is. 
And it's really funny too, because he's another one that I talked to and he's so nice. Oh, he's yeah. such a nice guy personally. It just always seems that like the bad guys in real life are always so damn nice. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I he, don't want to pull back any mystique. It's just, he was so cordial and, 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 you know, like a person should be to another person, like old school, old fashioned, and I'm old fashioned and old school. And I loved it. it like he was a nice guy to talk to. I never talked to him, but I like when I, when we went to um, the backyard show, Hoodfoot was mm -hmm. there in the pool. He didn't perform that night because he just was a couple of weeks ago is when he had that big cut that, on his arm. Yep. So his arm was still, his whole body was wrapped up still, but he was still chilling in the pool, hanging out and talking with some other people. And my son, of course, saw the pool and dove right into the pool during the show and stuff. So when I went over there to kind of check on my son and my wife hanging out by the pool area during the show, Hoodfoot's over there and I was like, Chase, you okay? And like Hoodfoot's like, oh, little man's doing all right. He's having fun over here. And like he was in the same area of the pool, kind of just swimming and hanging out. So Hoodfoot is, yeah, as you said, we don't want to ruin the mystique, but he was very nice and to my son and interacting that quick little interaction with me and my son and my wife was kind of nice seeing Hoodfoot. Just in, ah, he, your boy's chilling. He's having fun. <laughs> okay. Your Alrighty. match of the evening. Okay. So I like to recap this. I had a scramble, a women's champion, a mixed tag match, a death match. This one here is really jumping it up a little. I have a tag team cage match. I've got the Briscoes versus the South Pacific Savages of yep. Jacob and Juicy. You knew it that was, was coming. Perfect. That's what I was thinking. Once you said cage match tag I want, team, yep. I was like, please yep. be Briscoe Savages. Please be Briscoe Savages. Yeah. I want all one. four pit bulls in a small area together, and I don't want them to get out until at least two of them are done for. So I've yeah, this was this was just an easy match. It's just brutal. I really see a lot of places I could take either of those two tag teams. I mean, I could put them all over the card. Uh, I won't go further into who else I have, but there are other tag teams here I easily could have put with and it would have been almost as equally as good. I love it. That's a great, that's a, that kind of has to me with the high incident match written all over it as well. Briscoe's versus South Pacific Savages. Yeah. Incident match. I, I love that pick. That's a good one. All righty. Very, very good. Okay. So after the death matches, I would, that's where I would have my intermission to clean up all the fuckery. And okay. When we get back from intermission, we do it in traditional GCW style as here is my scramble of the evening. <laughs> And this one was fun. I have Speedball Mike Bailey going against Jonathan Gresham, Chris Ooh. Bay, oh, Vandegriff, Jesus Christ, man, Tony Deppin, and Gringo Loco. Bro, that, you blew the whole wad right there. That was incredible. There is my all-star scramble match originally Jeez. i did not have gresham in there i will tell you when i get to the, the it's on the next match where i had gresham originally but then i realized looking back at the card uh something clicked in my mind and i went a different route and i ended up inserting gresham here instead of where i had him in my next match and yeah that is one fun uh loaded one scramble. scramble match i would definitely love to see you're looking at a lot of future or have had champions yeah like there, there's champions here all across the board i think there's a lot of the future sitting there across the board too um 
any one of those folks that are there have any type of championship gold. I'm not complaining. I'm actually a big fan of each and every one of these people. I, um, I didn't want to have wow. Gresham in a scramble because I, I don't see him as a scramble competitor, but he, think, he's so good, right? Yeah, I think letting him just kind of have fun with it and be creative in a scramble setting and not have to worry about spot after spot after spot in a singles match. Yeah. I think what he could do technically in a scramble match would be very fun to see, especially with like as with all those competitors. I would like to see him kind of go against a gringo, go against a Tony Depp, and that would be fun. Going against oh my a gosh, Chris Bay yeah. and seeing that stuff. Like Gresham's was I, I'd never seen him in a scramble and I, I definitely want to see him in one. Just to kind of just relax, chill, have fun, and do a bunch of crazy spots while resting up. If he needs to, while all the other action is going on, I that's kind of like my uh, my dream scramble match right now is with the those six competitors with the roster that I have. Well, I would say that that puts my scramble to shame, honestly, because there's so much star power in the one that you have that each and every one of those guys that you had mentioned there are the ones that if I had a not cruiser, but if I had a middle of the road divisional belt, every one of those motherfuckers would be in there. And that includes, you know, some of the people that I have on my list that I 100% would love to see a belt for that middle of the road area because GCW is just so thick with that middle area. You know, your Deppins, you have Bandito when he was in there. Um, I'm just trying to look at what I have here, but people like Mercer, like those are guys that they're like the middle of the road that they there needs to be a title there. There needs to be a carrot dangled something for those for them people to chase at some after. point. Yep. Something to, Absolutely. After to give it, to give their matches more meaning in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. There's a couple matches here that I'd like to see. I'd like to see Blake Christian and Tony Deppin kind of get together. That may be the only way that Blake Christian will be able to flip into a heel mode would be the help of Tony Deppin because Otherwise, again, it'll just look fake. But if you have Tony Deppin doing it also, and you do this over and over with Deppin as a team with him, Blake's Blake's personality will slowly be absorbed into that team. And then essentially, with enough bullshit that he does, he'll then be that heel that he may want to be. I don't know if he wants to be a heel or a face, though. I think what it is, is he's just trying to find something that works. He has all the other pieces. So I hope he finds it. Yeah, and I think going into the Moxley match, he kind of realized he was going to be heel anyway. So he just wanted to try a heel character out to see what happened. And then maybe I, I just don't understand, though, like literally match time comes. You don't have it no more. Like I did not yeah, understand yeah. that. But yeah, that I, that's a good thought. I didn't think of Tony Deppin kind of being the, the foil to kind of help Blake Christian turn to the dark side that he wants to. If that's what he does, or wants to do or does does picking that path. I could definitely see Tony Deppin being a perfect person to have Blake Christian turn heel. All righty. So this would be my six. Okay. So I would say that after that tag team cage match, I would take a breather and that's, that would be where I put my intermission is. I have 10 matches here total right after match five just seems fair. And it was right after a hellish tag team cage match. I think that sometimes good matches, you almost have to have five minutes afterwards to breathe and take it in. I don't know why, but it just seems to be that way. It's like after you've watched a movie, you almost need five minutes or so to just kind of think about what you watched. So my match that would start after intermission, I think would be one that um, 
more for the old school fans, but it's certainly fun. I have Toa Leona versus Calvin Tankman singles Hoss battle. I just want to come out with this fucking slapping meat, just beating the shit out of each other. I strongly believe in both of these men as future champions. And I believe that they, they would have a fantastic match against each other. And during uh, the intermission, they could, uh, Kind of reinforce all of the rings to handle all that mass that's about to be in there with all the hosses with Toa and Tankman. They're definitely going to have to uh, reinforce that ring to withstand a lot of the bumps that is going to be happening with Tankman and Toa and all the speed that they could provide as well. I definitely like that. That's a good stylistic matchup. I think they both obviously have the size and power for the strength, but uh, Tankman's does very kind of cool. When he needs to, he he could get a little creative with the the high flying stuff. But like Toa, when he picks up speed, he's like a, one of the uh-huh. pick up too of nice. Uh, not uh, I for, like has a lot of speed with the power and the size and quickness too. So I that, I yeah. definitely like that matchup. That's a that's a fun match. It's just right a, a dangerous combo overall. Yeah. It's just thick. Um, yeah, I felt good about that. I'm a big fan of the big guys. I want to make sure that they get on the show and, uh, you know, big guys are hard to come across. So it's really nice when you can get uh, two of them together and just let them beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, that is one definitely strong way, literally, to come back from intermission. I, I like that a lot. So have you had an, you had your intermission after number four or did you just call it on number five? I had my intermission at number four because okay, as, okay. Uh, when we kind of gave our little hints to each other on our cards, uh we kind of see that my card's a little backloaded on uh, the star talent and stuff. So that's why I kind of oh, wanted yeah, yeah. at the beginning to get the crowd behind Los Macisos and all the tags, then have uh, the little storyline match with Perro Mason going against Joe and Effie, then followed it up with a ultraviolet women's death match and ultraviolet triple threat match. I think that was a good way to kind of get the violence out there. And not done and out of the way because I do have uh, another deathmatch here at the end. But uh, to kind of spread out the deathmatch love a little bit as well. And so after my scramble, after my fifth match, my sixth match of the evening, here's where my brain was going a thousand different places and I'm loving every place I went. So I have a trios match. Here's the first team of Axton Ray, Alec Price, in Titus Alexander. Three. Oh, the future. I am future heels that I am building around. And they're going to have like a little stable there of the future future franchise is kind of what I was going with. Obviously stealing the name from uh, Titus Alexander. And so here's where I had Gresham. I had Gresham in that spot originally instead of Titus. I had Titus in the scramble and Gresham working with Axon Ray and Price. But then Mm. once I realized like Gresham like stylistically would be fun. That's why I put him with Alec Price and Axon Ray. I thought the creativity and move sets that they would do would be fun. But then seeing the age and the future of Alec Price and Axon Ray, Titus would I put right up there with them. And so yeah, Axon Ray, Alec Price, and Titus Alexander. A lot of acts. I just realized that Alex and that's okay. Price Axon Ray. Maybe it's team. The Axles. Oh, that's a better name. The that's fucking Axles. Yeah. They would want to be called the future franchise. The future Axles. The fans are star Axles. <laughs> yes, I like it. So those three going against <clears throat> Billy Starks, Kylie oh. Ray, 
and Masha Slamovich. I like it. And where I was going with this match, the purpose of this match I had was to kind of get those three mega heats. So Masha, Kylie Ray, and Billy would be kind of like the the face group there with the with those women. And I think those three could absolutely do fun, creative shit with those Action Ray Titus and Alexander or um Alec Price, I see. Maybe I should rethink this team. Too many axes. Um, <laughs> but I, w- I would love to see all three of those women kind of interact with those three. And I think those three could kind of fully go full on heel mode. And that would get the crowd behind uh, Billy, Kylie, and Masha. And then they out. This was like the long matches. I actually gave this one probably like the longest match when, when we did the times. I said, uh, I gave this match like 25 minutes to kind of tell a cool story to get mega heat on those three while also getting mega like get Billy Masha and um, Kylie Ray, the crowd behind them a lot and mm-hmm. have it be a struggle with ultimately the faces, the future franchises uh, picking up the victory. And then at the end, as they kind of want to go full on heel mode, kind of put the boots to those three women. And here's where my surprise happens. I have the lights go out uh-huh. and the elite show up and then the oh. go after the future franchises and have a little uh, feud going on as well. And they would Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks would kind of come to the aid of Billy, Kylie and Masha to start Ooh. a little feud. Uh, yeah. Going against the future franchises. That's like zero to 100 right there. Yeah. that I had a lot in this match. I just I think. Yeah. I, my whole thing with this match was to get the the future franchise, whatever the heels, mega heel heat on them, while also mi- pushing Billy, Kylie, and Masha and holding their own against those three. But I also think all six competitors could put on some funny, but not funny, but fun and entertaining and creative spots that because um, all six of them are great wrestlers. Like yes, it's not yeah. just women and versus men. Like I, I would put Billy, Kylie, and Masha like one on one against Axon, Titus, and. Alec Price and I think they would be great matches as well. But so I just thought putting all six of them together in the ring, um, and kind of telling that whole asshole story while getting the sympathy behind the women, I think would be awesome. And they would be able to hold their own and a lot of a lot of cool cool one counts and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, that's okay. That's so I will give you no, that's a fantastic match, and it's also a fantastic team between Axton Titus and Alec Price. Here's what I will give you some advice on when it comes to that team. They need a manager. They need someone to talk for them because you're going to have Axton, who's not one for the microphone. You have Titus, who's not one for the microphone. And Alec Price will tell you how fucking garbage you are. But he's also not one for the microphone yet. Partially, it's because all three of them are very young, which tells me that they could use a veteran wrestler as a manager or possibly just a manager. So that came to mind first was... I have my manager hat on. So I was thinking, oh, man, those guys would need a mouthpiece. If they had the proper mouthpiece, they can do the rest of the job themselves. They're already assholes. They already have great move sets. Speaking of move sets, like you were saying with Alec Price, maybe a manager or a veteran wrestler would help to develop him into having a more heel move set. I love his move set. No lie. But, you know, 
I, I I see your point. I have plans too, as you said. Uh, I am not done okay, with okay. the future franchise. I do have a plan for them later on in the show. With kind of nice. addressing everything you said with that in their mouthpiece and stuff. I uh yeah. yeah okay, I'm, good. I'm oh. One that's kind of a good I like. I don't know. For me, you know, like my style for me, I'm loving it where in reality, I can see it not working out, but I like I said, I did kind of a I I like I told you last night, I booked like four shows in my mind. Like I, well, I no. have a lot of stuff where I could go from here. But I do have uh one more piece joining the future franchises as well. Oh, fantastic. And then on the other side, I'm going to tell you, you have two picks of mine that I really would have loved to have had on the women's side. I love having Billy Starks because I think she's the future. She's a hard worker. She's got a lot of years left in her. And she's somebody I feel like I could really build the women's division around because it looks like she's not afraid of, of putting in time. And with Kylie Ray. She has that GCW attitude like she has that. Oh, I'm nice, but I'm really not fucking nice at all kind of thing. And I like how she comes out with the smile and then she kind of devolves into this Mm -hmm. mean and evil character. I think that's a fantastic character. I really do. I wish I wish maybe there was another character like that somewhere. I really do. I'd like to see someone come out and smile and I'll give them their kudos. And then, you know, their opponent comes out and they're like giving them claps to be nice and I like that a lot. And I think her character is really uh, I think it's, a, it's just it's just a great character overall. If she loses, she gets boosted by it because she's a heel. It's not bad. Um, yeah, Kylie Ray, I I, yeah. really, I really want to see more of her in GCW or probably not happening no more with her going possibly to WWE. But I I like you said, I think the range on her is so good where she could play mm-hmm. either way. Super fantastic. And. I actually kind of really like seeing her as the heel. I think it was her match against Allie where she's like, like one, one fan just made a comment. She just like made that fan the target the whole night when she was doing moves. She would look right at that fan. Here, is this enough for you? Oh, you don't like what I'm doing to Allie? Here's some more. And kind of cranked on. <laughs> I, I really like what, what she provides as a heel as well as a face too. Yeah. That was a really good pick there. That was my An unexpected wild card match there. You've had a couple interesting, well thought out picks that, um, you know, it shows that you didn't just throw them together, which is, you put a lot of thought into some of these. So I appreciate that. That's nice. Yeah, that's my booking brain. I just went, I, like I said, yeah. I the next four shows if we're ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I like booking. It's kind of fun. You can, you know, it gets creative. And okay, anyway, <laughs> after my Haas battle between uh, Toa Leona and Calvin Tankman, I'm going to follow up with the Falls Count Anywhere match. And this is going to be SGC, uh, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice versus 440. We're going to take on RSP and Atticus, Falls Count Anywhere. So we're just going to let that fly wherever it goes. I, uh, I'm i just basically welcoming them back to the company. And um, so, style. yeah, so... Why not fight it out at the Wolf's Den? Because some of the pack has come back home. So why not? Let's have a let's have a power struggle. I, I like it. That's a that was a fun tag team. We know like we've seen a little bit here and there with the Art of War games uh, match two years ago, but that was a foursome I definitely could see go at it over and over and over again because it's the struggle of uh, SGC trying to. Keep a hold of GCW 
and not letting these 440 assholes come in and ruin it all. But that also gets 440 all the heat that they can want and yep. go along with and play off of as well. I, I like that tag matchup. That is a good tag match right there. Very, Thanks, very good. I did. I, that's a good one. That is a no, just, one. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it could be very storyline driven, but I thought really um give me the split screen and let's just let those guys do their magic and i know they deliver so it it was just an easy it was an easy uh make everybody happy really quick it's like serving a cheeseburger most people will be happy if you give it to them sometimes good booking is simple booking as well i i like it i like that one a lot all righty you're number seven, sir. So number seven is a dream match of mine. Uh, I got two dream matches coming back to back here. But the first dream match I have is Murder Grandpa, Finero Suzuki. Oh, going against the crazy monkey June Kasai. I, wow. I just want to see that match happen. I... Love wow. both of them. They both, I think, could tell a without wow. getting death match. I think Jun Kasai could still have a fun and entertaining match with Suzuki, and Suzuki still doing everything that makes Suzuki uh, super over and popular with the fans. I I just think those two stylistically could. It won't be a great in ring match, but the stories that they could tell with the no selling and the facial reactions and everything else, I. Yeah, that's two sides of the spectrum. I want to see meet in the middle. I want to see June Kasai, the death matcher, going against Mineral Suzuki, the godfather, not the godfather, Pancras, but uh, that's just one fun matchup I think would be a super fun one where I'd have a smile on my face end to end. You know, I have to give it to you, man. You've had some great, like on the spectrum of creativity, there's been a lot of stuff across the board here. This is another one I didn't really expect, but I remember when you were picking him, I'm like, well, he's a Suzuki fan. And then when you pick June Kasai, I'm like, oh boy, we're in for something. So yeah, this is a great start, really. Um, I'm sure they would work fantastically together. And I'm sure we'd all be very, very entertained. I just see them both having like their smile on their faces, like after like, yeah. like Brock Lesnar kind of style, just laughing and giggling at each other at the end. Like, look what we just fucking did with to each other here. Like, yeah. I think they I think they would have a fantastic match, to be honest with you. God, that was a, that was a great choice, man. And uh, I'm I'm guessing it's some sort of death match or whatnot. Nah. Light tubes or no, I don't think whatever. Suzuki. Just can let do him that, just but... let him be creatively. Oh, well, yeah. Suzuki can be the one delivering all the pain. Yeah, he can like I'm t- tired of your shit. I could do your style too. Like I, I, I just think it'd be a fun match if I, those two were. Yeah. But I know they did have a match like I think recently too, like for some promotion where I actually bookmarked on Twitter. Someone posted it, so I actually got to go back and kind of see how that match played out. I'm pretty sure I seen Jun Kasai go against. It might have been a tag match and not a just straight one on one. But I think right. I remember seeing a Suzuki Kasai and some sort of match together and I bookmarked it on Twitter, which I haven't gone back to watch it yet. But now that I'm talking about, it, I will probably do that tonight. Ooh. That's my fun dream match. I've had a fun trios match tonight. The one before wow. one dream match. I like I said, I kind of backpiled my uh my card here. Okay, so I would say that this is this is one of my favorite matches on the card here. So my eighth match is a tag team match. Blake Christian and Alex Zane versus Leon Slater and Daniel Garcia. I wanted to put something like that together. So 
what we're looking at is a somewhat established tag team that's worked together versus the new guy and someone who's a little more established. So, yeah, what what do you I what do you think? I, I know the Christian and Zane thing. I know you're a big fan of that for sure. And that right? kind of, yeah, I, I love that yeah. tag team. I always thought they should have tagged a lot more than what they did. Um, because I think those two like are just great. I I love them both. Um, yeah. And when they both came back to GCW, like and I was there, I was there for both of their return matches, and I'm pretty sure both of their return matches were at the UCC against Jordan Oliver, which is kind of funny. I think I remember seeing both of them on their re- first matches back, and I was like, oh crap, Jordan's gonna lose this one because they're gonna give them the welcome back <laughs> treatment of getting yeah, guys yeah. over and reestablishing them again since they haven't used them in a while. Um, so yeah, I love that team of Alex Zane and uh, Blake Christian. Leon and Daniel Garcia. I always, like I said earlier, I like the thunder and the lightning. I like the big and the speed. I, I, this is a team that I could love seeing too, because it's, you got the speed and high flying and Leon, but now you got the ground and technical mm-hmm. game and Daniel Garcia. I love it. Yeah. I love that tag team. Both of them. I, that's it. When you have to kind of create a tag team, I definitely Leon versus Garcia. I, I we kind of talked about it a little bit before the podcast too. The wild card, uh, the old WCW wild card, or was it WCW yes. or Impact? One of those used to do the wild card tag teams where they would just draw random yep, games and yep. be random and do a tournament. I that's one of those pairings that I I would like not think of it at first, but once you see it happen, I think yeah, that's one team you could just have them stick together as a tag team. I definitely like the team of Leon and Daniel Garcia. Okay, so with Daniel Garcia and Leon Slater, what I was looking at was the aggression of Garcia with the flash and likability of Leon Slater. So you have both sides there. You have same thing, that sugar spice kind of thing. And then with Blake Christian and Alex Zane, I'm putting those two together because I feel that if you made them faces... I think that that would help elevate Christian. I think that if Zane was along with Blake, that I think in time, if if they were a tag team, Blake would find himself. I He just needs more, literally, FaceTime to find himself. And then I think eventually he'll be a better developed face. But I think he does need that help. Otherwise, it seems like... I got it. He's so authentic, Blake Christian. He's so authentic doing anything other than himself looks inauthentic. Truly, like, it just shines through. It's not a lack of acting. It's not a lack of any of that. It's just like when you grew up with one of your cousins and your cousin tries to be something they're not, you see it automatically and you're like, stop that. We know that's not you. Well, generally what that also means is stop that. We know who you are. We like who you are. Go back to you. Yeah. Well, I think him going back to him is a face. And I think all he needs is polish, get his clothes together in another way. But when Zane comes out um, smiling and doing his thing, then Blake Christian needs to come out and do the same thing. And over time, I think that'll work. But as a team, those two would be damn dangerous. And I would like to see Blake Christian and Zane up against your Oliver and Nick Wayne. I think, I think that would be a fantastic matchup. I think they actually had that match one time. Like, oh, we I, need it now. Yeah, like, like current match. It. I think they did yeah. have it like when they both came back. And then that's when Nick and Jordan first kind of started. They weren't really teaming then, but I think they just threw them together as a team. Um, 
we kind of talk about Blake Christian, like even when he was heel, like we during the heel run, we, I know I stated I hated when he did the suck it, suck it, suck it. Like, like you said, it's a force, <laughs> it's a force heel thing. Like you're trying to use that right. as a heel where like that's no longer a heel thing to do now. That's like a face thing to do as the young bucks right. and stuff right. like that. So as you said, like he was forcing, forcing ways that he's seen other people get heat where it's not authentic. And I agree with you. It's like just, it stands out, but. Him teaming with Alex Zane, I think, yeah, they they just Alex Zane needs to be like, okay, they, like do like a whole makeover kind of gimmick of Alex Zane. That's like, what I'm saying, hey, man. I got the whole red and stuff here. Let's take you to a shop. Put him in yellow. It'll be ketchup and mustard. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fucking fantastic. Well, do like a little montage of like, hey, Alex Zane's that has Blake Christian is like, oh, trying on different outfits and stuff like. No, that's not hmm, it. No, nah. that's yeah. not it. Yeah, that's the one. And then Blake kind of owning it. Yeah, I definitely see a repackage in some sort of way in that in that manner of with Alex Zane kind of helping Blake find himself. And here's how I would book that. I'd take that little montage you have there, and the last outfit he comes out in is basically Alex Zane's outfit. And he goes, Yeah. yeah. That would be <laughs> right? that would be funny. That, that would be, be funny. Good. They could have done that with Oliver and Wayne too. Could have been like, oh, we need to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely and- like that. That's a great tag team, though. I definitely like Leon and Daniel Garcia. That's a that's one of those wild card teams that we were discussing. Like, yeah, I definitely want what to if? do that. That's what all this card is, right? What ifs, what ifs. I love. Yeah, it. what ifs, man. All right, so what if you tell me what number eight is? All right, so here is my co-main events. It is. Ooh. It is going to get another long time to tell a story and to see all the great shit that these two can provide. Dream match for me. And this is happening in another company. And I'm really mad I didn't get tickets to go see this one for the other company. But okay. Oh, no, sorry. It was Leo versus Speedball on that one. Sorry, that wasn't it. My dream match is Leo Rush versus Vikingo. I have to see all that. Speech. Oh, I have. To. Okay. I instantly got out of my seat there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I got to stand. Uh, yeah. I almost have to stand up. Leo yeah. versus Vikingo. Give me all the speeds, all the flip, all the, the flying outside and everything. I, Ooh. that is a match I would love to see right now is a uh, Leo rush versus Vikingo. So in my dream roster, one of my, t- two of my top 10 picks, I believe, uh, I am putting together in a match. I think I actually took Leo Rush and Vikingo back to back. I did. I actually awesome. took Vikingo number seven, Leo Rush number eight. And that was, I immediately wow. ran away. That was the match I had to. And this is kind of like the showcase spotlight dream match uh, with Jun Kasai and Suzuki. The, their fought, like two dream matches back to back, but in two different kind of forms. And two, absolutely different forms. Yeah. You got like kind of the older Suzuki and Kasai just having a fun match and doing their thing and getting over while the next dream match is Leo Vikingo giving a lot more time, a lot, both kind of in their primes or early on in their careers, even and putting on fun shit. Um, yeah, I had to book Leo versus Vikingo. I could now I probably should have put this, uh, after my main event because it wouldn't be on fight TV, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep it this way. Nice. Nice. Wow. Okay. Um, that's the main event in any anywhere on any general show that's a main event so um, i love it that is wow i wonder if we could get that in la oh dude don't even oh my god whoa if that happens oh 
We get it. By the way, I'll mention it just because it's deep in the show, dude. We've got tickets for LA. So hopefully we can meet some people that listen or at least just fucking meet some people that love watching wrestling. And uh Say hi to some people at this LA show in February. So yes, you guys that'll got, be kind of fun. You guys got floor seats, front row, mm-hmm. and my family. This is going to be for my son's birthday. Uh, we we're taking him to a GCW Aww. show, and so that's a good family right there. And to be that's extra safe, we picked. We're on the stage, uh, stage front row as well. So uh, we'll have a nice view, hopefully, of all the action. While oh, you'll have a great safe. view. And keeping my son nice and safe, but he'll probably be running on the stage to go talk to Jordan or Brett, or <laughs> and I could just see him being friends with everybody on the stage and stuff. So you know, I'm gonna really pay attention, but I have a feeling you might be onto something because that front row on the stage, you're almost like flush with the ring, so you can kind of see everything in a perfect like it's right there. Um, yeah, I'm going to really look for something like that because I'm actually a big fan of not sitting on the floor too often because I can't always see everything. I love being right off the floor, front row. It's just like you're right above everyone and the ring is generally right there with you. So I may up and I may end up uh, over there with you next How about time. That? You can even come catch a match up front if you want to. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we can have a talent exchange where your wife goes down there with my wife and I come up there with you for a while and we can network and say hi to some people. Yeah. Um, The death matches, they could come up there. We could. Well, I know your wife's into. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Steph's Steph's tough. She actually loves that. Yeah. I've got the great wife when it comes to wrestling. My wife will just stay there anyway. Just take your wife is great for wrestling, too. Yeah. I was just like, "Ah, I'm the one running around making sure she's safe while she's taking fantastic pictures and videos and stuff like that so hell yeah like i said we could change chairs or something like that throughout the night but la is going to be fun it is shaping up to be a fun card yeah, the first card's match, looking great. Leo rush versus commander which when they announced that today i was like that is so damn close to my leo rush versus my kingo match mm-hmm. like it's pretty much the same thing if like if you kind of think about it so i was like oh i get to kind of see a similar version of the match i created last night until uh today wow wow all right what All right, your co-main event over there or semi-main event. Oh, uh, this is this is this is just my semi. It's definitely not main event, but this is a very solid match, and this is taking care of the bloodlust for the fans. Here we go with the death match tag. I have the champions, the Mega Bastards, versus Big F and Joe and Schlack. That's so good. we're gonna go ahead. It's just Schlack and Big F and Joe's a throw together. But I watch them both in other companies religiously, and I know what they're capable of. And those two together could create some massive damage. I may keep them together. I'm not sure. Like if they don't get picked by you or if we don't trade them or something, I may put those two together just because uh, the God Schlack is just a destroyer. And Big F and Joe in real life is really fucking strong. So it's an interesting and you, got, and you got two main eventers just sitting right there working as a tag team at, with Alex yep. Cologne and John Wayne Bird. Yeah. yeah, I love that. When you made that pick, too, that one hurt, too. I was like, man, you just got two of the top death matchers in the world and together as a team. And they, yeah. you could do fun stuff with them as a team or solo competitors as well. So I, I love that pick and I, I love this tag. Yeah, this is a great, as you said, death match tag. There you go. So, so like on this one, I was telling myself that Los Macisos and the Mega Bastards to me were on the same level in different ways. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So if you chose one, I was immediately going to choose the other. That was just how I kind of saw them. 
And it would have really hurt if my division for deathmatch would have had all four of those gone. I would have just felt like subpar on my deathmatch division, you know? Yeah, that kind of affected some of my picks, too, with uh, some of the deathmatchers I picked as well. If you picked those two, because I I had them on my radar. But as we were saying, I kind of had to go Los Macisos with number one pick because I just think the versatility of everything they could do in a GCW setting was awesome. And uh yeah that one almost got me a divorce paper when my wife was listening to uh, <laughs> my wife was listening to that last episode of uh me taking los macisos number one and not jordan she was listening to the podcast and right away she's like okay i am filling out divorce oh you picked jordan okay good so now i could go to your show so that was a fun uh fun conversation with my wife but it was a fun pick as well picking los macisos but mega bastards was a very very good pick and i definitely like that tag that's a strong tag match there mm-hmm. to go into your main event if you like blood that's it yes all right so this is your main event right here huh my grand finale my main event my uh, the reason why you all came my, the purpose of the tickets my passing of the torch but it does not mm. mean the end, as we were kind of talking about earlier. It's not. The yeah, end. yeah. It's just the end of this title run as my main event is a death match of the King Nick Gage. Uh huh. Going against the Prince Drew Parker. And oh, Drew Parker and my booking will be taking the belt off of Nick Gage at this point. But like I said, I'm wow. I am not done with Nick Gage. I still We'll be using Nick Gage in a lot of these dream matches since I have them. Like, that could still sell out a card. Like, that's what my big thing, like, I kind of really hated with WWE for the longest time was whenever they would bring in these Goldbergs once or twice a year, Brock Lesnar's like, that's cool. Bring them in. I'm fine. But they don't have to be in the title scene. Like, if they're not going to be here as often, and that's not why I'm getting Nick Gage here. Like, I'm just taking the belt off Nick Gage just because I think Drew Parker is the next in line and in my mind i'm still going to use nick gage to have all these dream matches that could still be co-main events or main event or show that drew parker's not on and that's where i think like wwe with brock lesnar goldberg like you don't brock versus seth rollins for no belt is still going to be one of the top matches of wrestlemania you don't need to put the belt on brock when he's not going to be there so like i just think i'm Taking the belt off of Gage, but like I said, this is not a hurrah. I'm still going to use Gage in dream matches, but he doesn't need to be the focal point at this time in my GCW if going. So I would I have Nick Gage losing to uh, Drew Parker to start off GCW Reset 2023. Yeah. That, and that's that's my main event there, The kind of the last hurrah for Nick wow. Gage. Wow. Uh, to kind of send him off. But like said just send him off on titles he will still for the new year though you know yeah he's still gonna come back i still got fun matches i want to do with him and rena him and vikingo him and uh kasai and stuff like that so it's not the end of nick gage and my gcw it's just the end of his title run which i think it's it's just the end of that chapter yeah now it's it's kind of like i'm saying i'm like god he's still going so good i don't want it to but in my booking now is the time because i have a lot of stuff i want to do with drew parker and uh as champion and stuff like that so wow that's a good pick man that's a real good pick and a major storyline there too yes and that is my main event oh so i'm going back to the whole leo thing okay so drawing back going to my co-main event of leo versus vikingo i have Mm -hmm. at the end uh 
the Axton Ray, Alec Price, and Titus Alexander coming out and beating up Vikingo and kind of taking ownership of the show. Oh. And Leo Rush being the mastermind behind it all, uh, being the he could be the the mouthpiece for the future franchises as he has managerial experience. He's a very good talker. I really like how he kind of talks on the on the mic and stuff like that. And him leading the group of Axton Ray. Titus Alexander and Alec Price, I think, would be a great little stable of future heels of the business in GCW and kind of and my GCW. They're going to run, uh, wreak some havoc on them. And then I was going to have Vikingo team up with the elite at some point and have a four on four kind of style match with Leo. Wow. Leo and the faces of the franchises and Vikingo teaming with the elite. You're going to be up in them ticket prices, huh? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, uh, ticket prices are going up over there at GCW. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no, no $4.99 or Fight TV no more, that's for sure. No, no, no. It's $49.99. But I think that was a yeah, fun little way to end my card off because as we, I've got to do a quick review of mine just because I know you've been doing yours as we go. I kind of set it off with the tag matches and showing the tag scene and kind of giving them space and time to breathe and showing them what the tag divisions <laughs> sorry going to look like uh second match base impero going against uh Joey and Effie storyline fun little match match number 3 and 4 get the death matches in with the women and Rena and Sawyer and then also uh Jimmy Lloyd Hoodfoot and Cole get the as you said the blood going then and then ending it off that's why I kind of spaced those matches out as well because I didn't want too many death matches back to back to back. I kind of right, right. put those in the first half of the card. Well, in the back half, I had a lot of the bigger names and um, more fun kind of matches. So, yeah, that's where I landed up. And then going into match number five, the scramble, which is I think it would just be a fun super scramble with all that talent in there. Uh, sixth match was yeah, the the storyline match of the faces of the franchises going against Billy, Kylie and Masha with the elite showing up and kind of doing all that stuff. And then seventh matchup, Suzuki and Kasai dream match, another dream match, Leo versus by and then ending it off with a title match and adding some more fuckery to end the night and kind of a sad way to end the night off as Drew is taking the belt off of Nick Cage. So that was my whole thought process on the entire card of what I was thinking of when I was booking it. That's kind of what was going through my head there. And I was like, I was giddy and smiling the entire time. Yeah, making this card it was fun. I, it was very fun uh, card to put together. I like how you I ended years. it with that storyline and whatnot too, though. Yeah, like how you have the Nick Gage and um. Okay, so I'll run down my card and I'll go to the main event because mine ended up having ten. Uh, because yeah, it's just like memorable moments. I have to have ten. I could have uh, ten if I didn't have a. I could have not made. You could have easily. Yeah, I could have done it, but. Okay, so my uh, my GCW card for the Wolf's Den was like this. Number one, I had a scramble. I had ASF versus Bandito versus Ninja Mac versus Johnny Game Changer versus Man Like Darice versus Invisible Man. Then I had a women's championship for number two. My champion, Taya Valkyrie, was going up against Max the Impaler. Match three was a mixed tag match. I had Cardona and Chelsea versus Shane Mercer and Maki Ito. I love that. That's 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 a fun one. one. Uh, Number four was a death match. Grudge match. This was John Moxley versus Psycho Clown. This kind of gave us a, a main event feel in the very first part of the show. 
Then we had the tag team cage match to close out the first half of the show. It was South Pacific Savages of Jacob Fatu and Juicy versus the Briscoe Brothers. That's where we went to intermission. And then we came back for number six. It was a Haas battle. Toa Leona versus Calvin Tankman. I was, uh, yeah, that's got to be, that would be brutal. Number seven, a Falls Count Anywhere match. I have SGC versus 440. Mance Warner and uh, Matthew Justice versus Atticus and RSP. Our eighth match will be a tag team match. This is the one I really liked. I was really happy with this one. This is Blake Christian and Alex Zane versus Daniel Garcia and Leon Slater. I really believe in that one. And on uh, any other card, I would... That would be an anchor on my card somewhere. Like that would be one of the strong, you know, matches. Number nine, the deathmatch tag. I have the champions, the Mega Bastards, up against the team of Big F and Joe and Shellac. So that leads us to our main event. Right now, we've we've had enough time to sweep all the glass out and whatnot, so uh, we can have a real match at the end. So here's my main event of the night. This is why everybody came. You already know who one of them are, I'm sure. That's so wrote down my main event. Yeah, my main event ends up being I, I can make this. I really should make this a 30 minute match. And then we have to count the falls at the end. But uh, the main event would be Will Osprey versus Commander. That would be my main event. I uh, I think that it would be an event where we're featuring the, we're featuring the future. And I don't think Commander should win the title, but I believe he has enough skills and uh, talent being 10 years in to be able to have a fantastic match with Osprey. And um, I just felt like there's a lot of excitement there. And that's my that's my main event for this show. That is a that is a crazy main event there. That that is super high flying, super, super fast paced. Yeah, I loved it. I love that. No dead spots. No dead spots. No rest holds. Um, it gives me everything I'd like to see in a singles match with two people I love watching. So it just, yeah, it made sense. That's why I had to get Osprey so quick, man. Yeah, that's like, a tough one. Like going back and watching these matches, I'm watching with Osprey. It's like, fuck, I should have taken him. Well, I, I had no chance after obviously yeah. my first pick, but yeah, he's put it on some incredible matches. Like, with Nick Wayne, I just watched that match again last night. Holy shit, that still holds up as one of the best matches of GCW this year. Like, I I loved everything about it. I loved the after the after speech when he's talking and fucks up mother. I love all you moms out there on Father's Day and stuff like that. <laughs> telling, telling Nick Wayne like, oh, are you sure you didn't have a fling with my dad back in the day?" Kind of stuff. Like, I loved everything about the Austin yeah yeah match and. Yeah, Osprey versus Commander would be another one of those matches where I, it'd be fun to watch and see all the high flying and creativeness that yep. these two can provide. I definitely yeah, like this that. would just be an acrobatic mat. I mean, an acrobatic match. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I feel comfortable with my main event. Yes. <laughs> all the others, all the others, so so. But I mean, on mine, I think the ones I'm most happy with would be the mixed tag, the Cardona, Chelsea, Mercer, Maki. I like. Blake Christian Zane versus Garcia and Slater. And I'm, um, well, I like Moxley and Psycho. I like the South Pacifics. Yeah. I, if I had to cut this down to five or six, yeah. I'm not even going to yeah. lie. When I was thinking of what matches you would put on, like uh-huh. on your card and just looking at your roster and stuff like that, 
you put on a way better car than I would have done with your own car. I I yeah. love everything. The ASF Bandito, like every match makes awesome sense. And it's just something we've never seen before. And it would look fucking awesome. Like Taya versus Max Cardona. Like, yeah, your whole card. Would yeah, awesome. Taya versus Max would be would be a tough one. Then Cardona and Chelsea, you know, that's going to be just them trying to get all kinds of heat and then mercer just smacks the fuck out of them and maki makes everyone smile so she's gonna do her thing yep so you know her and chelsea would have a good time moxley and psycho made sense to me and then the south pacific savages in a cave and cage is just yeah mox versus psycho is not one i had on a bingo card and holy shit when she was said that i was like wow that's a good one briscoes versus south pacific savages was really good i i yeah your whole card i like as well like that i'm happy with it it's better than what i kind of mentally pieced to prepared for with your card none of it none of it's on there other than tankman and toa i didn't put toa on there i thought you were gonna go tankman versus mercer but ooh, that would have been a good one yeah you you Hit it out of the park with your card. I loved it. <laughs> I loved all your card. Mega Bassett versus well, Joe and Schlack too, which was oh man, that's like so easy. Like another like Briscoe's substance, easy, easy. Put the yeah, two together, yeah. and you're gonna get a fantastic result because of it. And that's that was awesome. I like your card a lot. Thanks, man. Well, I'm looking at what you have here, dude. The the amount of creativity and thought that went in was actually better than mine by looking at what you threw together, like. The genius of having Rena and Sawyer for the Ultraviolet Championship, like two women, that, I don't know if that's happened, but if it has, it's been rare, or I don't know, but like the thought process in that, and then the thought process behind Lloyd, Hoodfoot, and Cole is, I I still say you stumbled on something uh, yeah. there, and I, I don't think accident. you know how... <laughs> how well you stumbled because adding Cole was a fa- adds a fantastic dimension. You know what you're going to get with Lloyd and Hoodfoot, but you don't exactly know sometimes what happens when you add a third and the third being Cole makes it very interesting. So I thought that was good. Your scramble put mine to shame for sure. Speedball, Gresham Bay, Vandegrift, Deppin and Grinko Loco. Like that's, I mean, you had two more men there and I could have had an eight man tournament for a new belt. I mean, that's how stacked that that uh, scramble is. Let's see what else you have here. Dude, putting Axton Titus and Alec Price together is genius. And then bringing in a fourth made a hell of a lot of sense there. I imagine like just Leo coming out in L.A. with those three and just getting booed out of the building and people throwing shit in the ring and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking with that one. And then having an absolute, real, legitimate Japanese wrestling match is a fuck ton cooler than having one Japanese guy against, you know, some American guy. So I, I really do appreciate that, especially since both of them are in the twilight of their careers. And we don't know how many times they may be able to cross, cross paths, let alone in America. So if we can have them stateside, I think that is a special match. Leo versus Vikingo. I think honestly, to me, that's your Osprey versus commander style main event there, yeah. because that's just, that's all over the place. There's so much talent flying around there. And again, that's a matchup we just need to get on record so that we can go and look at it 30 years from now that we got those guys when they were young cats doing this. I'm thinking, so, yeah, with those yeah. two, I was thinking Osprey versus Ricochet. That's the kind of matchup I was thinking when I, when I put Leo versus Vikingo. I was like, mm-hmm. like those are two high flyer and speed 
people that I love. And like, first one thing I thought of, like, that's what Osprey and Ricochet was to me. And when I first saw them, like, I think it was their first match, not the one Vader absolutely destroyed, which I get why he did it, but I actually enjoyed that one too. But I think they had one match prior to that, which was like incredible to watch seeing they, they were both still young and still kind of making a name for themselves. And that's why yeah. I think Leo versus my Kingo, I, I just see a lot of crazy shit going on in that one. So if you had Osprey, you would have probably put him up against, I'm guessing Leo, or would you have put him up against Vikingo? Let's answer that hard question now. I'm saying, why not a triple threat? Is my original, well, absolutely, my absolutely. Thought is why not a triple threat? But I probably would have done Vikingo first. Yeah, or yeah. build up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I had story. Like when I was making this shit, like I'm actually the one that I really, really loved was like the the Titus, Alex, and uh, Ray with yeah, Billy yeah. Kyle and Masha because I think like there's what in my mind I was just picturing it like oh this is one of those like everyone hates them and like the women could get super over in this match and still hold their own and look fantastic that's why I picked them three just to kind of go against those three because I think they would have a great match that would get the crowd behind them but then also with all the heels in that group they get major heel heat and I just saw like a lot of false finishes and one counts and amazing like looks in the crowd going berserk with these three women possibly pulling out the upset over uh alex ray and titus and i still like billy kylie mosh i still have a lot of ideas i want to do with them as well not just going against women but kind of in other matches that would be kind of fun i think we kind of talked about it last time i still have billy starks and june kasai somewhere on my uh on my thought process here holy shit (laughs) and then suzuki wow suzuki and kylie (laughs) Oh my god! Do a, you could do a mixed tag out of that. Uh, yeah, I, I I have some fun ideas. I was thinking about while creating this card. So no shit with Leo and Vikingo. If it wasn't in my main event and I hadn't mentioned it, I said I would have loved to have seen Leo, Vikingo, and Commander. Yeah, like a three, like that just would have been a dream trio. Um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I want to play with my toys for another say another card and then maybe we can figure out some trades or something kind of thing i'm off give you some new pieces yeah i'm all for that yeah some trades or hey we drop one and pick someone else up and kind of like yeah. ecw to keep it keep it fresh do you want to keep everything the same for this one and then go after that or would you like to just trade some up soon or what would you like to do yeah we could do like another one or two or however many of these yeah. or, or else if we kind of like if you're like oh man i I do have some. I want to get Osprey off you somehow, but yeah, I'm taking him number one. Ain't no I could get, yeah, I'd have to give up the whole farm, I think, and I don't think I can. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I do want to use him a couple more times, and then I'll toss him over to you for you to use on your card. How about that? Like, we'll kind of. Yeah, because I'm basically gonna stuff him in a shit ton of main events, and then I'm gonna kind of hand. I'll hand him off to you. That's no big deal, man. I'd like to see what you can kind of put together with your card anyway. You got Gresham over there. You got Speedball. I mean, for Christ's sake, oh you've got God, a lot of stuff going on over there. Leo, Vikingo, Drew Parker. Shit. Let's not go out too far out of the way, but Pero. Don't yeah. uh, like we don't uh, like there's a lot of booking where they say, well, you know, that's how, you know, Mark's book, Mark's book, a lot of, you know, small guys versus small guys and shit. I would actually put Pero up against someone like that and then just, you know, let him get his win that way. and. I, slay the slay the beast. I uh, I got a little fun Sawyer wreck and Pero was another match I kind of had uh down the line. Kind of fun match to kind of for both of them. Yeah, 
That's nice. That's Stoyer, nice. Right Stoyer versus Hoodfoot. Hoodfoot versus Pero. I got. I yeah. Uh, I I was going through some shit last night. <laughs> booking all this. No, stuff. that's fine. Like, this is fun. um. How about you go through my car or my uh, roster when you get a chance and maybe pick out some people, like five people or something, and we make a trade or seven or eight people. You know what I mean? And then yeah. we'll just figure it out from there. Um, Keep it fresh. I'm. I don't. I don't have a problem with dropping quite a few of my big guys at the top of my stuff because I can mix elsewhere. Um, so if you do need a couple, just kind of list them or something and we'll get them over to you. Osprey, like I said, I want to play with him for maybe four or five shows tops. And then he's all yours from there on out. It doesn't bug me because it's okay for me to see other matchups. Doesn't, doesn't bug me. I was just so happy to see that you put real thought into quite a few of yours to get some different matchups that aren't normally there. And that's nice. That's fresh. As For me, said, I was more or less trying to find like like John Moxley and Psycho Claw. I was just trying to find two people that one, I felt like they would, you know. That that one was yeah. good. I'd really like that one. You said that yeah, one I was it, like, holy shit, that's a good match. Yeah, it was either gonna be Psycho Clown or um shit, what's his name that we were saying the other day? The other uh Mexican wrestler. Uh Psycho Clown and uh Oh, it's okay. My I turn? guess I don't have it now. Pagano. No. Pagano. Pagano. Yeah, that's the other one where it was between those two. I could, if you were going to take one, I was literally going to take the other. Yeah, Pagano's one that's out there too. I was like, fuck, I should have. I like Pagano. The only reason I didn't pick Pagano and I picked the other first was because uh, Psycho Clown's better with children. Yeah. So I just looked at it that way. Like we have so much blood and shit. It's cool to have a moment of the show where some kids get in the ring and jump around. You know, like you said, I love though, that shit. As you said last night when we were kind of just uh, talking back and forth, it was kind of hard to put it. Put the it's cool. Okay, yeah, I got the nine matches. Now put them in order where it won't phase out. The yeah, crowd, tire out the crowd too much with like those death matches and the same kind of like tag match. That's why I kind of wondered to kind of vary it up between singles, tags, four-way yep. scrambles, a triple threat and stuff like that. I I kind of was trying to vary it with that way, but then once I kind of had it all set and then trying to put it in order, it's like, "Oh, man." Yeah. Yeah. My for me, I wanted to start with a scramble. I'm a big believer in that GCW opening styles, you know, scramble. And then the women's championship, I I don't know. I just felt that it would have been nice to go from that fast-paced scramble into a women's championship where you're obviously pushing for Taya to win, but she has this incredible, you know, she's got Max to go up against. So I thought that was fair. Uh, the mixed tag. So yeah, it was more or less like my first matches were scramble women's champ tag death match tag Haas. That was my first. Yeah. And then from there it was a false count anywhere tag, another tag, a death match tag. And then I main evented with the singles because that's the way it should be. Yeah, looking back on mine, I, I could kind of switch my four-way tag match on the scramble and have the scramble open and have the four-way tag come be the first thing out of intermission. That would be a good good choice as well. Oh, yeah, a nice kick in the pants to get back in your seat. And Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is a good one. Yeah, I'm happy here. I want to play around a couple more times, maybe once or twice here with what I have, and then I have no problem handing a, a chunk of these off to you. Yeah, no issue at all. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Like I said, this will be something we will probably plan on doing. Uh, in between just this filler, yeah, yeah, in between yeah. GCW shows, so that way we're not off, taking off for two weeks here and stuff like that to kind of 
keep the listeners listening and for us to kind of have fun and still uh, put together GCW shit in the meantime while while GCW is putting their own shit together as well. Well, yeah, we're all jonesing for, you know, content. And right now it's just a Christmas break. So, you know, um, so I'm thinking at some point I might grab like NGI two or three or something. And I might sit down and just review it and keep it in my back pocket. And one day when we need a show, we could always just like pull one out. NGI two. I'm thinking yeah. about it. That was because that's that the one you said yeah, was the still crazy one. When I get a chance, maybe I'll go ahead and do that. And then we'll always have something in our back pocket just in case it gets dead time and people want to have something to listen to. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of fun shows out there. Like I said, going back and rewatching some of these, it's like, ah, oh, this would be a fun one to cover and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, well fun. I think fun. we did it. Did you did you name your show or no? No. I was okay. Like, yeah. you named, I was like, oh shit. What am I gonna call mine? I was like, oh, oh that's okay. And I think after my main event, I'm calling it GCW Reset or something like that. I was actually trying to look up a. Oh, you know what I'd call yours? I'll start. I love create. <laughs> I love creativity. I love creativity. You know how I work. You know what I would have called yours, especially knowing that Nick Gage was gonna lose the championship. I would have called it GCW's Hard Reset. That's a good one. It's a reset, and it's going to be fucking hard, guys. Sorry. It's the hard <laughs> reset. Everything's going to change. Everything you know, wipe it out. You know. Anyway, yeah, I just thought it's going to be hard on the fans to see Gage lose. We'll call it hard reset. Yeah, then I was like, okay, so if I'm booking all this shit, and like all those, those four are going to go crazy, and Leo's going to be turning into the massive heel, I was like, I need to kind of... uh make this show in LA just to get the LA heat behind it. Leo rush. No, that makes sense. Oh, there's the two. Okay. So there was two names that I had picked out here. Cause we all, we know that they kind of use uh song names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stole two from juice world. I was like, when we were, when you were kind of doing your first couple of names, I was looking up juice world songs and I, I was like, yeah, lucid dreams would be a good one. Just because like this car to me is a lucid dream. <laughs> like shit. I would nice. put together. And then the other one is in my head. And then I was like, yeah, this is all shit. That's in my a good head. one. Like, this is all shit in my head. So uh, GCW in my head was one that I kind of thought of when you were when you said your team or your show name. Yeah, I went with Wolf's Den because obviously the John J. Wolf thing. But I looked at it like the Wolf's Den was like Bloodsport. You know, I look at it like that. It's like, OK, everybody down into the pit. It's time. We're going to have a special and yeah, so I just thought it was kind of cool to have the den, like a place where people go into, you know, and it's just a place to fight. Yeah, I I will have to come uh, come up with the creative name for them. Hell yeah, it's it's fun. I only came up with that just for the hell of it because I was trying to think of other ideas. But uh, yeah, my next show will probably be Wolf's Den too. I do like how Blood Sports one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. I might just do the Wolf's Den, and then when we do some trades, I might change it up to something else you know new roster new new me i i, I like this this was fun this was a fun episode just fun fun yeah. to about the draft last time and put to, like i said create the card last night was pretty fun as well can't, well can't also it's our last uh it's our last show of 2022 yes very much so so thank you for uh to everyone because we've had a lot of really really nice people say a lot of really really nice things to us um we've had gcw finally out there retweeting our stuff saying kind words to and about us and we're highly appreciative of that we have a lot of talent that has contacted us this year that we're very thankful for that um we're kind enough to say nice words to us also 
Uh, we've put out a lot of love and a lot of love has come back to us and we've put in a lot of work and a lot of that hard work has paid off in various ways. So um, I don't know. I didn't want to say anything touching or anything. It was just like, I wanted to just say it's the end of the year and I'm really thankful and boy, has it grown quickly. And I mean, maybe we've got in a half a year of work so far. Yeah. You know, uh, so. Since June was my, when I first did the first cup episodes by myself. We started yeah. in June and then, yeah, you hopped on shortly after the backyard wrestling when I got back in town. And yeah, so since June, we are at 19, 1,962 listens as of this moment. And like I said, my goal was to get to 2023. So might need that. If extra, we had. Might need that extra push out there. People promote it. Listen, get us over to 2023 before 2023. And then. Yeah, we're also going to push eventually. We're going to be looking at upgrading the audio, upgrading our equipment. We're going to be looking at eventually doing video. We'd like to do eventually some live things, maybe some pre-show, maybe some post-show. Who the hell knows? We have we have a lot of stuff that we'd like to do, and we have to find the time and the effort to do it. Yeah. So also it's money. It was really surprising to find out how much it is for me to put together like a good audio set up it could be a thousand or so yeah luckily no kidding I've been yeah building mine throughout the last couple of years when i was streaming and stuff like that so i didn't have to go too crazy but uh, yeah it still is as we kind of figured out time for a new mic and everything else so uh yeah we'll be looking at upgrades and helping out the quality and putting out some different content as you said uh i've done a couple of the before shows uh the right when gcw like before a show i've done a twitter space here and there for only like a couple people so those are those are fun ideas of doing and maybe if we get more people we could do that again and do like live chat and talk about the shows as it's going on because that's always the fun part for me is interacting with everyone live as the show is happening to kind of see everyone else's immediate reactions to everything that's going on and no lie i'll only say it once this is my last show as a civilian my next show i'll be a trainee I'll be in the industry. It'll be a little different. So bump city, John over here. Uh, I'll be sore as shit. I'm sore now and I don't do anything. (laughs) That's probably why I'm sore, but yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be sore as shit, but yeah, I will be a civilian no more. I'm going to be doing some training and that'll be kind of fun. And uh, really it's to try something new and it's to actually honestly give back because I've gotten so much from it. And I found a way that I can do that and still find uh, some happiness in it for me. So, yeah. So your boy will be over at FSW doing some things eventually one day if all works out right. And we'll go from there. But on your end, man, dude, I am so for it. If they want me to do something kind of embarrassing or if I have to get the pie in the face, (laughs) I cannot wait. It'll be so much fun. See, yeah, squirming around like Chelsea Green after her wedding and all her cake and stuff like that. That was pretty. It's my wedding. It's supposed (laughs) to be my day. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic stuff. But yeah, that's that's what I have to say. I'm just thankful for family and I'm thankful for what you do. I'm thankful for. Well, I think everything's just turned out. Everything is better right now than it was a year ago. So I'm happy for that. Yes, I agree as well. So what you say, bro? Talk to me. Sure, why not? Let's send them out. Let's send them out for the last time in 2022. And we should do it right. We'll do it right this time. Oh, yeah, we've been doing it. Yeah, we've been doing okay with it. Okay, okay, this time I won't try to trip you up. Are you ready? All right. Hold on. Like we do about this time. Let me take a (gasps) breath here. (gasps) 
This will be the first time we get it right in 35 shows. Right? That's, yeah, 35. As I say, wait. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Long. Long. Live. live. Oh, we fucked it up already. Nah. G. This up, up. Fuck it. Long live GCW. See you later. Bye bye. No. Happy New Year, man. Yes. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Much love. Can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for everyone. And as we always do, long live. Live. G. C. W. W.